Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 27th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Get your MBA. Feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. Find out how at business.louisville.edu. We're here from 3 to 6, back from Christmas vacation. Excited to be here, kind of, uh, on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Trevor Kelsey is here. Mike Rutherford is here with him. TK rocking the Fly Eagles Fly t-shirt, looking refreshed. I know we talked about this a little bit uh, over the weekend. You did not leave the house for, I think, four days. You lived the dream. You lived your ultimate dream, which was doing as close to nothing as humanly possible. It sounds like you had a fantastic Christmas. Is that accurate? Uh yeah, pretty much. It would have been a little little nicer had uh you know people been willing to deliver on Friday and Saturday. Selfish. I woke up Friday. Selfish I woke, is, who I, is I what woke they up are. Friday and I was like, I'm hungry, but man, I'm not going out in that. I was like, so I go to DoorDash and I mean I go, I mean I check everywhere, all the locations, not available, currently unavailable, currently unavailable. I'm like, well, it's almost like there was something going on. I, mean, I was like, I'm gonna get pizza. I'm An like, ice storm on a holiday. So I go to, I go to like two different pizza places. I'll throw them under the bus, Papa John's, Domino's. Yeah, you got it. You heard me. And uh, Big Whoop won't fight about it. How are they going to recover from this? <laughs> Papa John's thought they had a scandal before. <laughs> now that's really hit the fan. So I, uh, I, yeah, I go in there and I'm like, oh, cool, order. So I'm, I'm placing the order and it was like, like right, right after I already like put the order, like I'm ready, it's like complete. It's like, this location is not delivering today. You must pick up. I'm like, do you people not want to earn your $10? This is like your Christmas Eve Spinelli's disaster all over again. <laughs> you, you'll never learn not to order pizza on Christmas or Christmas Eve. I mean, what? The, well, this was like this was Christmas Eve. This was on Friday, though. Oh, but again, or during a historic ice storm. I mean, come on. Besides you, that, don't you want to make ten bucks? I mean, is it, bring me my pizza. Besides that, how was your Christmas? Uh, other than that, not bad. Good, not bad. All Good. that. Just uh, like you said, you, you defined my entire four days into a small, very little nutshell. I was impressed that you, when I, you said uh, that. You're like, I, I successfully didn't leave the house for four days. I didn't, I, and I didn't. If I if I hadn't had to be at a family Christmas on Monday, I wouldn't. I would have been all four days. Once again, those selfish people just I mean, not just, think, not putting your interests first. They, they don't. They really don't. And, Never do. And, so I went over there for a couple hours and then uh, came home and had a pretty good, uh, pretty good, pretty good weekend. I finally got to watch a wonderful life. 
Nice. Uh, you told me that. You I, enjoyed it. I watched it. I watched. Uh, had a good full weekend of movies. I watched that Glass Onion movie over the weekend. Cool. How was it? Not bad. I've heard mixed things. It's not. It's good. It's good. It's not as good as the first one, but it's not bad. And I will say that while I would never let Rian Johnson ever touch a Star Wars script ever, he should stick to murder mystery. He does a decent job. With that. Okay. Good. And uh, so yeah. How? But how about you? How was your? Uh, and I did Wonderful Life only in black and white. Didn't do the color. You have to. I was, I'll I never saw, watch the color. I saw the options and I was like, this is yeah. just, it doesn't feel right. Like I, I, I've never watched it in color. I never will. I don't think I want to. After I watched it, I was like, I want to, I just kind of want to look at it, what it looks like in color. It's weird. And, I, and yeah, it just didn't, it felt, yeah, it just didn't feel natural. So, but. You don't want to hear George Bailey say, hello, movie house, in <laughs> color. It just doesn't feel right. I mean, and, and honestly, oh, I never. old building and loan. <laughs> Like you know, building a loan office building. Oh, Merry Christmas, <laughs> you Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. I never realized how much, like, now I, I hate the character of Potter. Well, yeah, he's terrible. I Although got- I laugh every single year where he says, and Merry Christmas to you in jail. They're waiting the way, for the, you. The way yeah. he says it, I laugh every single year in jail. Like, I never really knew he was that. Like, he's right there with, like, Nurse Ratchet now. Oh, he's terrible. Like, it, not, now, a good, not a good guy. No, I will say Potterville looks like a place I would like to hang out. I have I've made that point before on the show I and think ha- or in past radio shows about how uh, Pottersville seems a lot more fun. Oh yeah, than Bedford Falls. Also, did, did was that like where, is that what like Back to the Future two kind of ripped off? Yeah, I can see that a little bit. I, yeah. I, that's my first thing I thought was like this is like Biff right here, right? This is like what, a little bit the alternate sure. universe type thing. I guess I just never put two and two together because I've never seen one of life. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so how was your, how was how was the Rutherford Castle? It was good. How did it go? We had a good. We 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 canceled Friday night at my parents. Uh, we do Christmas with my uh, my brothers and my nephews and, and that family. We always do Christmas Eve Eve the Chinese. I mentioned that on I think Thursday show. We canceled that because the roads were, were too bad. We have too many people come from too many different places, which sucked. I ha- I hated missing that. I feel like we haven't had a normal Christmas without any sort of like illness or cancellation <laughs> or whatever since. I mean, my parents got insanely sick in 2019, so it was like it's been since like 2018 where we've had like a flawless. Everything's fine. Christmas, so I even seen Virginia. <laughs> no, I mean the first year, like we uh, first year we had Virginia. My parents got they had to cancel Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve. It was it was it was bad, and then of course pandemic and you know, yeah. last year we had some disaster stuff. So it was that sucked. But then Saturday, roads are fine. Um, we make it out to my parents for Christmas Eve. Ha- have a great time there. It was lovely. Um, enjoyed Christmas morning at our house. Like the kids. Love where they got. I mean, John's still too little to really get it, but Virginia had a great time. Now you, you do Christmas Eve. You do the presents with the, the family, the kids, and Mary, you do it on Christmas Day, right? Christmas yeah, at our house, like on Christmas okay. morning. Santa I, comes to our house. We do this, that, that whole thing, and then we go to to her family's in Springfield later that day. I remember. Did we ever have the Eve versus Day discussion? I'm sure we did. You and you're and you're clearly a Christmas Day guy, right? As far as like opening presents yes. and stuff, yeah. Okay. Christmas Come, Eve. Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the year, but we do like Santa comes on. Standard. It's Christmas morning. Some, some people like are just like pro Christmas Eve gift guys. Are people, I guess. I mean, we open presents with like my like my kids get their presents from my parents on Christmas Eve because we're over there and they're not we're not going to see them on Christmas Day. But yeah, like Santa comes on he comes on Christmas Eve night and presents are there in the morning. Standard. No, I'm, I'm with you. I yeah, just, I just I I have been baffled by some people that are like just completely pro Christmas Eve people and I'm like, yeah. I mean, whatever you got to do, but own, yeah. And then we go to to Springfield on. Saturday or on Christmas Day and spend the night there. I, actually, they spent the night there. I came back home because 
we have the dog and all that. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, it's hectic sure as it always. The, sure, the dog was the reason why you were willing to come back home and hang well, out. Well, we brought the, the dog last year. She, it's always a, like, we we stayed in like a little like kind of be. It it didn't go well last year bringing the dog down there. So <laughs> we had to you know my sisters come out. My sister was supposed to come out and let her out out of the house on Christmas Day. Her car gets stuck in the road, so we had to call our neighbor and she came and let Penny out. Uh, and then I came home. So it was it, it's hectic, but it's fun. It's definitely worth it. Um, I got married. If you haven't seen on social media, I got married. That picture that was hilarious. of yeah. There's a company called Turn Me Royal where it will take your pictures and will like make it look like a in one of those classic like royal family pictures or like you know there's like a Viking image you can put yourself onto and there's one that has like a full four families and uh, family members and I got this done a while ago and she she enjoyed it. It was very funny. So that's funny. That was a good gift. Thank you. It was it was not. I don't know I if I can we top should, it. We, you and me should get one done like that. We should. We we can make that happen. <laughs> maybe like they'll give us a, maybe everybody in the big X just get involved. It looked like the it looked like the picture in King Ralph before they all got blown up. Maybe there'll be a sponsor or something. Uh, we, we, we can bring them on. It'll, it'll be fun. But, RC Cola. Royal but Cola. that was good. That was fun. And um, and now it's it's over. It's always sad when it's over. Well, I, what about you, though? I mean, you, you obviously gave the great gift. You, I'm sure you spoiled Virginia and John. We tried. Yeah. You, you successfully tried, I'm sure. If you weren't, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what did you get? I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I got that. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if that was a new one or not. It is. I got uh, I got a, a lion. So I some lion socks. Of course, I got all this lion stuff because they're, they're making winning. a big run. <laughs> yeah. And they, they lose like promptly that weekend. How did they lose? Oh, man. That little the defense time, showed there, up yeah. again. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a good Christmas. Very solid. I uh, enjoyed the, all the gifts that I got. Mostly just, you know, clothes, gift certificates. Some people just give money. It's 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 all, you know, when you get older, this less exciting presents coming your way and that's fine money yeah that's it's it's all good it's all stuff you need and it's so sad so i had the whole day to myself yesterday we we've rarely had you know christmas fell on a a weekend this year and like i said if nc state had won or if louisville had beaten nc state on thursday we would have come in here and done the show on friday because we can't let that opportunity pass we would have we we would have but you know with the the holiday falling on the weekend it's the perfect storm where you get that friday and that monday off for holidays so it's it was rare but to have this much time away from radio. But yesterday, with Mary and the kids still being in Springfield, which Virginia found out I was going home on Christmas night, she overheard Mary saying it, and just lost it. It was bad, and I felt so terrible. And then last night, Mary FaceTimed with me. She wanted to see me on FaceTime, and the second she sees me, her like lip starts quivering. She's like, I want to go home. I want to go. I was like, oh, this is terrible. I felt so bad. But I did have the entire day to myself yesterday, and in true like old man, completely washed fashion, I spent the entire day like catching up on stuff around the house that I needed to like, get figured out, like doing laundry, moving stuff from one closet, like getting the basement cleaned up. Oh my it, lord! It was sad. It took me all day. I could it could take me like three more weeks to get all the house figured out. But it was sad how much satisfaction it brought me. I did get to watch some TV for myself for the first time in forever. I watched most of the season, new season of Last Chance You, which is awesome. And I finally have figured out the coach, who's awesome. I've got two episodes left. Reminds me so much of our boss, Troy, which is hilarious. Uh, I was like, he reminds me of somebody. I finally figured out about halfway through, but that was awesome. And now we're back here doing radio. And in most years, like, you know, after the holiday, everybody calls this the least productive week of the year, the the week between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of people are still like, most of my friends aren't even working. Like, I got buddies who who are like sledding right now with their kids. I got buddies who are on their way to Michigan for vacations or going to see family. Like, I feel like we're always the only people working. Most of my friends aren't working either, but they're just bums. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's, that's that. <laughs> there's something to be said for that as well. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's no one's working, right? But typically, you know, this week, you know, it, if you do have to go back to work, like Mary's working today, 
it kind of sucks. Yeah, you, I can't hear you say your name now after watching Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, Mary. <laughs> that's, that's, well, you're going to have to get over that. So It's going to take a minute. <laughs> after Christmas, like, Mary is, she hates going back to work. And, and you know, it, it, everybody hates going back to work after Christmas. Oh, yeah. Typically, I'm in the minority where I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it was great having the holidays. But we've got the Kentucky game coming up. We do. A lot of years you have the bowl game coming up. Mm. You've got stuff going on. You know, the women's basketball team is usually rolling. You've got. All sorts of things happening off the field with the football program, signing day now, and you know, recruits and transfers, and like th- there's exciting things to talk about. And I'm kind of excited to get back on radio and dive into it all. This year is the exception. <laughs> yeah, I was where you were going. If we could have taken a full extra week of holidays, I probably would have accepted that because this is the weirdest battle for the bluegrass week. That any of us have experienced. We also had the bowl game before Christmas this year. It was so early. I mean, it feels like that was five weeks ago at this point. It's only been 10 days. You've got, I mean, there are things to talk about with football, thank God, because Jeff Brom is still making some plays out there. Um, some players are leaving. Some players are coming in. There are rumors about what other players are going to do. But as far as the basketball game itself, it's just, it, it's so strange to be in this position. You know, we always drive to to Springfield on Christmas Day. And, you know, now as a married couple, we, we we go together, but back when Mary and I were dating and stuff, I would go down there later in the day. And every year that I've made this drive since like 2008, you, you, you always think about the games coming up. I'm driving into the belly of the beast. You see these these UK f- uh, flags flying everywhere. You see some U of L fl- uh, f- flags flying everywhere. And slow down when you speak. I know. <laughs> I'm always thinking about like you know this is the game that people are talking about all year long in this state. It's coming up. It's so exciting. And even though John Calipari has dominated Louisville since he arrived in this rivalry series, you've always gone into these games feeling like you have a chance. Like the, the point spreads have been narrow. You've had good Louisville teams. More times than not, you've just had slightly better Kentucky teams. And then, of course, there have been those, those three or four games where Louisville has been better and they've been favored and they've still lost. Um, but it, it's always been an exciting time of the year. And this year I drove down, and all I could think of was, I'm I'm not thinking about this game at all. Like, and nobody is. It's it's not a a talking point. It's not a focal point. You know, typically we we do Christmas with Mary's family when we get down there. Her cousins come over. Some other family members come over, and everybody's talking about the game. Everybody's picking my brain about the game. And the only thing that people wanted to talk about this year was just like, what's going on? Like, can it possibly be this bad? Like, what are you hearing? Like, is he? going to get fired is, is can he be the guy how has this gone so horribly the only actual louisville kentucky talk was a bet made between my father-in-law who's, who's a louisville fan and mary's uncle who's a kentucky fan about whether or not louisville could cover 25 point uh, 25 points spread in this game my father-in-law said no the L fan the kentucky fan said yes they will which is the other part of this kentucky fans are not happy with their team at all like it's not like you you know uk fans are still like we're going to crush you but it's not like they're riding high. They're pissed at Calipari. It's a very vulnerable Kentucky team that has really beaten nobody of any real consequence. I guess they, they have that win over Michigan, who's a, a good, not great team. But the best teams on their schedule have all beaten them. And they're sitting here like, you know, we're not happy with our team, but we're still way better than you guys. We're still going to be a 24-point favorite in this game. It would be a great year for Louisville to be good and have a chance to pick them off and just add to the misery of, Rome kind of burning right now and the fan base turning on Calipari and things not going the way that they uh, thought it was going to go in the second half of his tenure here. And instead, we're sitting here at 2-11 and 256th in the Ken Palm rankings 
and talking about whether or not we can come within 30 of this very average, relatively speaking, Kentucky team. It's just a... I never thought we'd be in this position. I know I've said that a million times since the season started, but with the Kentucky game staring us in the face now, I don't know really know what to do this week because more times than not, if this were... You, know, you don't have a bowl game to talk about. I know UK does have a bowl game to talk about, but it's the least exciting bowl game in the history oh, of the world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, their best players aren't playing. They're playing the least attractive Power 5 opponent of all time. Like, who cares? Let's their, be real. Their opponent was a running joke for the first month of the season. Now they're Still kind of is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's the lowest over-under total in, like, 15 years of, in bowl games. It's the team it, they played just, what, two years ago anyway? But let me also say this. If you're a true Kentucky fan, You've got to be fully focused on football right now. You, you, you're not paying any attention to basketball. <laughs> the, the the conversation should be all what bowl, what bowl game is it? Is it Music City? Music City yeah. I just assume it. If you don't know with Kentucky, just default answer is always I, Music City. I took me actually a second to think about it. I remember I talked to. Have they played in 19 Music City Bowls in the last be down 20 in years? Nashville for New Year's we, that that weekend. And yeah, I remember that's always clicked in my head. I was like, he was telling me about it last night. I was like, I tried Nashville. Music Every City. other year they they're in the Music City Bowl, so you just, yeah. I just assume it's always the Music City Bowl. But they're playing in that game. That's their Liberty Bowl, right? Exactly. <laughs> just focus on that, UK fans. Just 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 focus on that. That's where your your head should be. But for us, I mean, we've got a full week of this game, and I don't like every opinion is going to be the same. You're not going to have. I mean, maybe you'll have a fan or two here being like, Louisville can keep this close. Louisville, I think they can really pull the upset for whatever reason. But for the most part, it's all going to be like, how bad are they going to beat us? And you can't get four days of sports radio out of that. Typically, you get like four months out of this game. And now, like, there's just, it's such a bizarre place to be. Uh, there, there is some other basketball news we'll get to. There's, uh, and guess- are so short, man. We, we got like an hour and a half out of me pole vaulting, okay? If we can do that, I think we can get four days out of this game. We, I mean, we can get four days out of the overall bas- state of the basketball program because— We talked more about me pole vaulting than I could get actually height off the ground. I'd I love a good vault. pole vault conversation right now. <laughs> I would enjoy— I, I get where you're coming from, because here's the thing. I don't. I mean, most of my fans, especially where I go and spend my Christmas, I'm the only UBL fan there. All UK. And it's very— it's, you, Usually, you know, there's, there's like you said, there's bowl talk and, and there's basketball trash talk. They didn't even want to talk about basketball. No, this is the thing. They don't. Want, they don't want to talk about. And, it. They're all, and all of them are playing the negative. Oh, you're just gonna. You're gonna beat us. You're gonna upset us. We suck. Oh, I'm not getting any of that. Oh, I'm, I'm getting. We're terrible. You guys may cover 25, but there's no way in hell you're gonna beat us. I've seen you play. Line really 25. It's probably gonna be about 24. Okay. I guess like, I guess, I guess Ken Palm has this losing. I know you like to. And you may be being hyperbolic or not, but oh I, no, I, I find it to be true. Ken Palm has this game 79-55. He gives Louisville a one percent chance of winning. Just saying, there's a chance. One percent. One percent. That's all he needed. Uh, so I mean, and I, you know, I don't want to talk about basketball really with the family because I, I know, I don't like them. I have less confidence in my own team. So I, I'm over here the entire time at family Christmas. You know, past the chicken rings. By the way, how about Jeff Brom? Yeah. I'm just talking football the whole time. They were asking football questions because they knew like there was nothing to be said for basketball. They're like, well, how do you feel about the new coach? I'm like, I hope you're talking about Brom because the answer <laughs> is good. <laughs> but then basketball will come up and they're like, is it is it really is it that bad? Like, what are you hearing? I'm like, it's it's bad. What do you want me to say? Like, just look, look at the scores. So do, do we talk about what happened against Cincinnati State or do we talk about what could happen against Kentucky this week? Or at least today. What if we just recap the Fenway Bowl again? Four days on New Year's Eve resolutions. For the record, just in a short, and I think I said it, it's been four days since the NC State game, so I'm a little like hazy to go win. It feels like it was, yeah, three I weeks know, ago. but I do remember like you and me texting during the night, 
And I do, and I have to go back and probably look at it to remember, but I do remember saying, and maybe this was the drugs, but I was like, this, this actually was more positive after that loss than I was after the win against A&M. Well, you call, they, they played better than they did against yeah. Florida A&M. You called it the best loss of the season, which is easy to say when they, it's the first loss where they've covered the spread, <laughs> the second time they've covered the spread the hey, entire season. It is the best loss then. It was, and it's such a sad state of affairs to talk like this, but it's the, it's, it's the, it's the position we're in. It was improvement. Like they went that, on. It was a progress forward. Yes, they went on the road and they lost by double digits to a average NC State team mm. that I think is probably going to miss the NCAA tournament. And fire their head coach after this year. Oh, I, right. I love Kevin Keats. I hope it doesn't happen. But I have serious doubts about that team's ability to make the NCAA tournament. Like so, they go down there. The game in the second half after they make that first run is never really in doubt. Like the NC State gets up by eighteen. I don't think you know we battled. I don't think we ever came closer. Got it down closer than eight. No, so but you we, lose by twelve, and you're still like, this is progress. Again, a twelve point loss to a whatever NC State team, and we're sitting here. We're like, good. That's better than what we've seen yeah, all year long. That's the thing, and it's and it's accurate. Because any game before that, we would have lost by thirty. Probably we we would we would we would have folded up. We would we would have called it a night. They fought. And they, and they and they well yes you're right they don't think they ever got within maybe eight or nine points after that little seventeen nothing run, short of that seventeen nothing run I mean Louisville played with them head to head the entire game I mean I know it's a, obviously a giant gap in the in the, in the breakdown of the seventeen nothing run in there but like I said the Louisville Louisville that same Louisville team a week ago or in Maui would have just folded up and been like, okay, we're done. Let's turn the ball over 10 more times, lose by 30, lose by 40, whatever. That was at least progress to me. That was that was the fight that Kenny Payne at least has been asking for. Now, did it fall short? Of course it did because this team, despite the, the you know, we try to act like they're not as bad as they, they are and, and they have more talent than we people like to think they do, they are still lacking that of talent compared to most. Not as much in C-State, but the most. And but they didn't they didn't give up they did fight and that that was progress for me. Now does that give me hope in beating Kentucky? God no, I don't have that many drugs, but I'm not, I do have. It does give me hope for games like Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech and maybe if we could meet Florida State again. I don't know. I mean, I don't think we do have them on our schedule again, but you know, it gives me hope for those games. NC State beat Louisville don't, 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 don't. by twelve points. Okay, it was twelve. They fell from. They fell from number 39 to number 51 in Ken Palm with a 12-point win over Louisville. <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering. Hey, they covered, though. No, they, they did. What was the spread? The spread was 17 and a half. Oh, that's right. They covered. Yeah. Second, second cover of the season. Louisville covered. NC State didn't cover. So no, they, they, they did not. If you're wondering, by the way. Poor Vegas is like overcorrected this game, and they're like, damn it. The worst teams in ACC history by Ken Palm ranking. 2012 Boston College, the team that went 0-19 and had the player after the conference tournament loss who got asked about. No, that was 2016 Boston College. 2012 Boston College also did not win a game. They're the worst team in ACC history, according to Ken Palm. They finished 261st. The 2016 Boston College team that went winless and had the player who was like going to get food was my best memory. They finished 225th. Was the 2020 team the one that had the leak in the ceiling when we played them? Or was that 2021? That was last year. Oh, was that a show? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was sl- we were doing radio. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> la- 2018 Pitt. I, I, I can go back to my first statement earlier in the show. <laughs> 
2018 pit, the Kevin Stallings team that went winless, they were 227th in Ken Palm. Louisville currently 256th. So we are ahead of progress. We're ahead of 2012 Boston College by Oof. five spots. We might not be the worst team in the history of the ACC, but we're probably going to have to win a game to get there. I, I, even in loss, and the performance you saw at Louisville against NC State, does that make you think that there is at least – do you feel better about your games against Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh and whomever else in the lower part of yes. Boston College? Do you yes. Think- I mean, I, I said all along, I said before the NC State game, they're going to win a couple of games in the ACC. They're going to. But – you didn't say it to me, I don't think. I said it on the radio. I, I think I said it. I think they win three. Um, <laughs> was it radio or just maybe you said something? It was radio. <laughs> Trevor, you don't remember what I said five minutes ago. It was Yeah. <laughs> I, I predicted a five-win season after the Lipscomb loss. I'm sticking with that. I think we win three games in the ACC. Um, I know we're not going to be favored in any game moving forward. I think the closest point spread we have is Florida State at home which is a two-point loss projected by Ken Palm. Every other game is more than six. That's that's the state of affairs right now. And the weird thing about, like, right now, it feels like, I mean, the Lenore Ryan, think about that conversation. That feels like it was five months ago. That feels like it was eons ago. We're not halfway through the season. We've got a full, we've got a Kentucky game on New Year's Eve. We've got all of December, all of January, all of February. We've got, a regular season game in March, and then the conference tournament the week after that. Like, we've still got 10 weeks of this. We're not even halfway there. We're not even halfway through the season. And it feels like this has been dragging on. And if I mean, I, everybody's sick of the same piling on conversations and what's going on. And the same conversations that we've been having. You know, is, it, is Kenny Payne just as bad? Is it the players are just bad apples? And, you know, Kenny couldn't get players because of the NCAA stuff and just watch what he does moving forward. We're, it's not going to stop. Like That's what we're in for for the next two months. And I'll say this, and I've never said this before because I've always thought this was the most overrated thing and the least interesting thing that some college sports fans get really into, but thank God for spring football. Thank God for I, – I, I will – we can do three hours on every spring practice this season with Jeff Brom back here and the excitement for the football program. We will – we'll do – 48 straight hours of radio before the spring game, if we need to. Just anything to not talk about this basketball season and just get the bad taste out of our mouths whenever that comes around. Who are we playing around the spring ball time? Say what? Who do we? Who are we on, who's on our schedule to run spring ball time? Well, I mean, I think the season will be over. We're okay, not. Yeah. He's not going to do the early February stuff like Satterfield did. I, I assume we're going to have more of a standard spring schedule where spring practice will be in mid-March. Um, and look, you know, if we win the ACC tournament, maybe we'll still be playing in mid-March, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, we are football school. Yeah, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll focus on football when that comes around. It'll be, that'll be a nice little reprieve, and hopefully, you know, the women's team, which is hot right now, can get it going and make a deep run in the NCAA tournament again, and we can get excited about that. But the conversation with the men's basketball team, I fear, is going to remain consistent. Now, I'll throw this out there at the beginning of Rivalry Week. on Twitter. It's like, you switch stations a year and a half later. I get that more than you can imagine. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so happy you're back on radio. I'm like, well, it's been a year and a half. <laughs> something. Thank you. I mean, it just caught me off guard. I was like, really? Yeah. I saw that, too. If Kenny Payne wants to unite the fan base for at least a small moment in time, coming close against Kentucky would do that. Being, you don't even have to win the game. If Louisville like puts the fear of God into Kentucky on their home floor, and you know the worst Louisville team in any of our lifetimes, let's say 
comes with it. Let's say we have that same type of game that we had in Denny Crumbs last year. I don't know if you remember that game. We actually had the ball down three, final seconds. We had a three was going to, to tie it up. Roots Gaines was playing off his ass, and Ellis Miles, unfortunately, just threw the inbounds pass away. Watch that game at a Hooters. It was bad. It's like, let's say we have that type of performance. I think for a brief moment, everybody's like, okay, like that was this was fun. We can point at Laugh at Kentucky. And if you win, of course, like everybody is is on the same page for the first time in a long time. We're we're all excited, and then you know we see how ACC plays plays out. But this is it's a moment for Kenny Payne that he could potentially, I don't know, get everybody united like we were th- four months ago. But is it feels unlikely? It's a feeling that would only last probably for the weekend. But is beating it? it, does, it Payne beats UK. Is the pain of the first two months of the season a race? No. At least for one night? You, for one night, for sure. I mean, it, hell, it was a race for one great, night. Great, we beat also, Western Kentucky by 11. It's also New Year's Eve, so there's probably a lot of stuff that's going to be involved to make you forget about the first two months of the season. But Nothing. I mean, you, you, it, being 3-11 and 11 going into the, the new, the second year, the second half of the season is... But start, it's a new year. No one win is going to erase that. It's a new day. But for a few days, yeah, for sure. That that would be – it'd be like when we beat them in, in 97, 98 when they ended up winning the national title and we had a 12-win team. For those few days, everything was okay. Who did we play right after Kentucky? In 19 – you're asking me to remember – No, now, this year. Who did we play after Kentucky? Yeah. Syracuse. Syracuse is doable. Syracuse is doable. I mean, we play Syracuse, Wake, and Clemson to start the new year. Kentucky start Kentucky. in most years you say three winnable games in this year Ken Palm gives us a 26 24 and 7 percent chance respectively of winning those games Ooh, but can match the games <laughs> but he also gives us a one percent chance to win win at Kentucky so if we can do that the others feel doable it's I mean it, it is what it is and you're going to have some more I hate to break it to you we're gonna have some more bad news tomorrow on the recruiting front Elliot Cadeau who's been he was, you know, the second guy who canceled his Louisville live trip. He did end up taking a visit back here um, a few weeks after that. Made good on that promise. Louisville pulled out all the stops for him. He's currently a 2024 player. There's a lot of talk that he's going to reclassify into 2023. He's one of the best point guards in America. Louisville has put a lot of emphasis on recruiting him. He's going to announce his college decision tomorrow. And I go ahead and put this early spoiler out. He's not going to be picking Louisville. And this is going to continue the trend of. I'm not following him on Twitch now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to continue the trend of we can accept, like, we're not happy about a potential th- two, three, four, five, six win season, but it'd be easier to stomach if we knew that help was on the way with this recruiting guru that was supposed to be bringing in all this five star talent. And as of yet, we got nobody. We're, we're, we're getting nobody. There is no sign that help is on the way. And the only port in this storm is to get it done through the the transfer portal, which did not go well last spring, last summer. So it, it's just, again, it's the same old conversation, but every time a recruit that Louisville had in for Louisville Live or that Louisville's been hotly pursuing, and again, you don't have the NCA stuff hanging over your head anymore. There's, there's no, if you want to use that excuse, it's not around anymore. But every time one of these kids opts to go to a different school, it's only going to hammer the pain of this current season in deeper because it makes you feel like... Yeah, it makes you feel like as bad as this is, if things are going to get better next season, it's not going to be so much better that we're suddenly an NCAA tournament team. And I think the other thing is, and I know I'm rambling here, so I'll end with this. The fans were always going to be patient with an average season this year, like we all talked about. I mean, again, this was a this was a team picked to finish 
in the bottom five of the ACC. It was a team that was not in any of the preseason bracketologies. I think the fans would have accepted 12, 13, 14, 15 wins if there were signs that things were going to get better. The, it's so bad now that when you're talking about things getting better, it's like, obviously for next season, it's you know, can they win like double digits? Can they be flirting with the NCAA tournament? The bigger issue is, this is Louisville. When things are going the way that they're supposed to be, when there's no dark cloud hanging over you, when there's no excuses to be made, you want this program every single season to be in the national title conversation. That's the expectation here. It's a program that's won three national titles. It's a program that more times than not has been top 25 good every single year. You expect to not miss the NCAA tournament. You expect to be a high seed in the NCAA tournament. And if things are this bad at their lowest, it makes it kind of hard to envision things being where they should be when things are operating at the highest possible level under Kenny Payne. Because, again, at some point with this guy, the expectation has to be competing for national titles. And you're so far removed. And when you think about the best coaches in the history of college basketball, a lot of them have had some slow starts. But when we're talking slow starts, we're talking like 500 records. We're talking like first-round NCAA tournament exits. We've never had a coach go through something like this at a place like Louisville who's wound up becoming national title good. And I think that's what makes everything right so hard right now for Louisville fans is that the end goal isn't to get back to just making NCAA tournaments and being like a 7, 8, 9, 10 seed that maybe wins a game or two. The end goal is to be back where we were 10 years ago. Is Glenn, st- is that, he's still our best prospect, our best, highest rated recruit coming in the next class? Well, there are only two, uh, Caleb Glenn and Justin Williams. And oh, sorry, <laughs> just beat that one of the two guys. I, I, I can't remember which, is, they're both back end of the top 100 guys. This, so. se- this season, I don't know, when you listen to you talk, it kind of makes me think the season's kind of like my salad. Like, I, we, we can't I don't look, like that comparison. We go in and look at it, and we're like, oh man, this, this is not going to be good, but. You know, maybe it maybe it won't be as bad as we think it could be, but it's surely not I'm good. not going to spit it out in a trash can. And then, and then we get to, and then we get the salad in front of us, i.e. the season, and we're like, this does, man, this is kind of nasty looking, but you know what? We, I think you know, it, it, it won't be the worst. And the next thing we know, we get like, I get a you know bite, and that's like losing three straight games to Bellarmine and and and, and so on and so forth, and that's you know, and then you did, and when I get two bites in, we got two wins. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. The, the, the I think, I think the, the, the fork and the, the salad dressing bite that was the win over Shamanad. Yeah, that was the exhibition <laughs> game. Didn't really count, but it was, but it happened. Then the spit out was the Maui trip, because that's what pretty much what we looked like a spit up version of the salad. And then I got we got the two wins after that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I can see it. The other thing is, you know, you've got Caleb Glenn was already committed. Like, I think he deserves props for keeping Caleb Glenn committed, but this is not a guy that Kenny Payne went out and we're recruited. assuming he's still going to end up being here. He, I think that. he will be. And I think Caleb Glenn can be a fine college player. I think Justin Williams can be a fine college player. But the only player that you have committed for 2024 is TJ Robinson, who's not even a top 100 guy. It's just these are the types of recruits that we're getting right now that – any other coach, including Chris Mack, would have been hammered for it. Like, not having better players, not having better classes. This is Louisville. What are we going to do? And with Kenny Payne, the the give and the take with him having never been a head coach was he's going to get you the caliber of player that you've never had before. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it has not happened yet. And all of these 2024 kids that we were rumored to be in good with, we're leading for none of them. 
And one of the biggest ones that we have put a, a paramount importance on in 24 hours is going to commit to another program. So something's got to change. We, we talked too long here. we got to go to break. When we come back, um, I've got one other topic that I want to get to when it comes to UofL sports. Uh, we've got some football notes to talk about, and then we'll take your text on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Four days worth of pent-up texting over there. We'll, we'll get some text in here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Oh, of course not. Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Shout out to everybody making the trip down south for the rest of the holiday. Maybe you're listening. Stuck at the airport because Southwest has canceled your flight. Are we contractually obligated to mention Southwest? I feel like, like that's a sports radio thing. Well, 75% of Southwest flights have been canceled. Have they really? Oh, you haven't seen, you haven't seen any of this? Airports across the country are just like filled with people that have got Nowhere to go because Southwest has canceled all their flights. Southwest that popular? I mean, that's all. I, I shouldn't say that because that's like the one I always fly because it's the cheapest too. No, I wouldn't recommend it right now. It's going poorly, and like the <laughs> Department of Transportation's like, okay, we have to we have to do something about this. You can't just out of nowhere cancel three fourths of your flights. Is it is it weather reason or like nobody black, seems to know what why what's going on? I haven't seen them trending, so I didn't know. Oh, it's all over the place. I mean, just if, if you Twitter search Southwest, you'll see. Well, it, see, that's a Twitter search now. All these videos of people oh, stuck at is. the airport. Yeah, it, right it's there. <laughs> it's nuts. The snake a bit me. Yeah, it, it's nuts. Uh, we talked a lot about the the basketball game, the rivalry, the state of the basketball program in the first hour. Feel, I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm one of these other airlines. I'm like John Lovitz and Wedding Singer. I'm like they're canceling their flights. And, and I'm going to make a fortune. <laughs> like, why aren't you not, like, right now? I mean, if it's not weather-related, if I'm, like, like, I don't know, American Airlines or whatever. Yeah, Delta's loving life. Yeah, I'd be, like, on the speaker right now. Like, I'd, be like, I'd be like Potter when when the banks are, I got 50 cents on the dollar for every for every people who wants to buy new tickets. <laughs> I mean, how do you not just, just take advantage of this? It's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I saw that Delta is offering, you know how they do the whole thing where it's like, we're offering like $100 to anybody who is willing to give up their seat because we're overbooked. They started their, their bidding at $1,500 on a gift card 
to like for somebody to go like that's how much in demand now delta flights are um it's it, it's a disaster out there don't fly if you don't have to but i, I can't imagine what it's like right now it was just it was like i saw people are like they're renting cars to drive from like san antonio to louisville because that's a better option than having to wait for four hours in the airport well, because they can't get a flight for like four more days now you know what are you going to do so people are you know dallas too which is like a you know a hub there people are renting cars to drive from there to that to louisville i saw one of the the teams that's playing in a bowl game it's gonna be close to 20 hours in san antonio. you gotta do what you gotta do at this yeah. point like it, Sounds like it's less time than actually That's waiting true. for a, for a flight. It's a it's a total disaster. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I've got a topic. We're not gonna have enough time to get to it this segment, so we'll start the second hour with it. So what we'll do now is we'll- like I've got old school driveway. I've I've got like it's like just a very thin two car driveway. So they're they they wouldn't be walking. They'd have to walk up my front yard anyway. Gotcha. I got two cars. And is it is it? I mean, there's tracks in there from where other people have walked through it. There you go. That's that's all you need. And my streets are still to this day, as of this morning, of today coming in, are completely covered. Our streets are finally getting better. I mean, they're not. I mean, because you go to Westboro Road, and it's you know, completely. It was, but I ventured out Friday night. We had to run a couple errands, and it was bad. It was bad everywhere. And then Saturday, this is this is how I know, like, I'm the oldest person. I've never. I, there are a lot of things that happen that make me feel insanely old these days. I mean, I just talked in the first segment about me like loving the fact that I had three hours to like clean the house yesterday and like do laundry and get stuff organized. Yeah, it organized. kind of depressed me a little bit. It's sad, but like that's hey, I don't have you don't have time to do it if you don't like, have time. Like when I, when I feel like bad for you not accomplishing something, that says a lot. It's yeah, it was. <laughs> trust me, I feel bad for myself, but I it's got to get done. But so Saturday, or, yeah, Saturday afternoon before like you know we're getting ready for Christmas Eve stuff. I go to I've got to run a couple of errands. I go to Paul's. Mary's ordered this this fruit platter that you needs to be picked Paul's, up. Man. Love Paul's, but Paul's is Paul's is hopping. Everybody in the world is at Paul's, <laughs> and there's this guy who's probably I don't know, mid sixties, late sixties, potentially early seventies, an older gentleman who's at the the pickup counter in front of me, and Paul's can't find his. I think it was he had a fruit platter too. They can't find it. He's he's kind of like, well, I did this, and they're like, are you sure it's the right Paul's? And he calls his wife. And he's talking to them. This is taking forever, and he's upset, and, I, and you know people are upset. And he realizes his wife has sent him to the wrong Pauls. And I'm standing behind him in line, and he's like, "Oh, I've, you know, I went to the wrong Pauls. Got to go." One by Ballard. <laughs> yeah, he looks at me, and I go, "Tis the season, am I right?" Guy dies laughing. I've never felt older in my entire life. I'm seventy. I was like, "Did I just say tis the season?" Yeah, and but this- you made you made him smile. You cheered him up. That that's that I did, but it's such a washed old man thing to say, and I <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It's like you know you're genetically programmed at this point in your life when you have two kids to just start saying these types of things in public. And that's who I am now. I mean, there's, there's, I think, worse things you could do. You could be like millennials, or am I right? <laughs> well, I mean, I am one, so that, that wouldn't really have made sense. But I was like, "Tis the season." He's like, "Ah!" I was like, "Get out of here, you old guy. Time for a cold drink." Am I right? I mean, you gotta feel bad for them if he's out there taking on the the roads of Friday that were supposedly bad. I mean, this is Saturday. Oh, this is Saturday. Okay, well, that's not too bad. He can get over it. I didn't. I didn't drive on Friday, but I did drive. I, I texted you. I was. I got home late Thursday night, and I was coming home when it was coming down. And I was. I was on thirty mile an hour I seventy one speed. Thursday sounded terrible. It was. It was nasty. I heard from I, you and a couple other people who were out, I, and they were I'm like, "It was through terrible." Some nasty weather, and it was. It was right up there near up there near the top. Friday night. Well, Friday I went out during the day to like try and like see how it was going to be to see if we could go out to my parents that night before mom was like, "Yeah, we're we're not going to do this." And it was pretty bad. Like it was. The even the main street like Breckenridge and Shelbyville were both bad. The highway was okay in some places, but it was, it, 
that whole like they, the the quick freeze just kind of screwed everything up. Yeah. It was it was rough. And, and, Saturday was was fine. And it came weird because I was I was driving around Thursday. I didn't get home to about midnight, but it was like I want to say when I got done with the, the high school game I was working, it was like around like nine. It didn't seem that bad. It was like a light drizzle. Within like an hour, it was just like pure snow coming down. Yeah, I mean, it was it was dumping. Yeah, and it was it was crazy going by cars that you know had been parked and are already covered in snow. It's like, yeah, and then like I said, expressway was I seventy one coming home was thirty miles an hour. I mean, it wasn't just me; it was everybody doing that. Texas, I can't describe how bad I do not want to work today. The impending doom of <laughs> Saturday doesn't help. If KP wins this game, it will truly be a Christmas miracle. I mean, this would be. It'd be, I think we're owed it's it's owed us right. I mean, I I still like do. I remember the '97 game. Like I remember my dad, my brothers came over and we had some people over to watch, and we were like taking bets on like how much Kentucky was going to win by, and whoever got the closest was going to win. Like I remember winning that game, and it just being like the greatest thing ever, like such a huge shock. Mm-hmm. This would be twice as unlikely. Like that Louisville team was bad; they weren't this bad, and we also, you know. We took care of the cupcakes on our schedule that season, so we didn't know how bad it was going to get in conference play. This is going to be the biggest spread in this rivalry series. I mean, since, you know, probably 41. <laughs> Just got to assume it's been early 40s. This would be the most improbable Louisville winner for Kentucky of all time. Man, I swear. It's got to be 40 41. Can I catch a break, man? Your buddy's grandpa, just like, come on. Just leave me alone, man. I was the baseball coach, for God's sake. We did all we could. The jokes have got to stop. I here. started the P department. Let me have some credit. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what the line in that 98 game was. Uh, it had to have been high. I mean, because they were good. It, obviously, they, they were ranked three in the country, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. How many wins did we have? We had like four. We still, we still had a few wins. Though. We had a losing record, but I can't remember how many wins we actually had. I I remember us being bad. I remember us not thinking that we were as bad as no. And we then, do and like, like right I said, now. They they were right there in the top of the country, and they were supposed to. But we had also beaten them the year before. Right, we beat Tubby his first two games. Yeah. Well, so, this this was it was not, this was Tubby's first year. Oh, this was Tubby's. Okay, so we beat them in ninety in ninety seven and ninety eight. Okay, yeah, yeah. I always I always called the ninety eight team, but I guess it was ninety seven. Technically ninety. So they, we were going into that game. We were three and six. Three and six. But our losses were we had played five ranked opponents already. So like we had beaten the bad team. We'd beaten Illinois. We beat Hofstra. We'd beaten Morehead State. Like we we hadn't lost anybody bad. We we just lost to ranked teams. So we knew we weren't good. But it wasn't like this year where we've lost to. You know, four low major teams, mid major teams, blown out by everybody we play. Exactly, like like we had. I mean, Carolina had beaten us. They were the number three team in the country. They'd beaten us by nine. Uh, Purdue and Arkansas both beat us pretty bad. Ole Miss barely beat us. Georgia Tech beat us by eight. Like, that, we, that game was uh, on this day. What was December twenty seventh? Happy twenty five year anniversary to the Louisville upset of Kentucky. I think that's an omen. I like that. I like where we are right now. That Kentucky team, by the way, was f- uh, number four in the country at that point. Oh, in the season. four. I thought they were three. Okay. They were four. They had been beaten once, it looks like. God, how did we win that game? <laughs> I mean, they only lost they four, were 10 and one. They only lost four games all year. They were 10 and one. Their only loss that season had been to Arizona, yeah, who was yeah. number one at that time. That was in the, that was like the Maui or something, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Seems like, yeah, based on the schedule, it looks like it was about yeah. the same time. So that would have been a rematch of the national title game from the year before. Well,. Perhaps history will repeat itself on Saturday. We'll talk more about that, obviously, as the week goes on. We'll take a break when we come back. 
I've got one other big topic that I want to get to, a couple football notes, and then we will get to the Thornton Sacks line at 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. In second hour here of the Tuesday edition of the Rutherford Show. That's so loud. <laughs> thank, thank you, God. Can I hear myself at all? I always hear this song I think of the Maywood Children's skit when Al was like, they opened up a new uh, Fat Ladies uh, fitness store above the shoe store. I have no idea what you're talking about. And now they play Van Halen Jump, and God did they. <laughs> Welcome in second hour here of the Rutherford Show, back from Christmas break here on Tuesday, December 27th. Uh, reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, Probably going to be heating in this, uh, this this time of the year. Only one place to go. It's AirServe. Visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville to find out everything that they can do for you. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. And what sets AirServe apart from all the other HVAC companies in this area is they've got technicians available for you 24-7. Doesn't matter what hour of the day. Doesn't matter what time of the year. Call AirServe 2 a.m., 2 p.m., midnight, noon, someone's going to be available to take your call, and a technician will be available to come out and fix your problem. That phone number is 502-264-9662, 502-264-9662. All right, here, here's I how I wanted to start. I should have called them on Friday and be like, bring me some food while you're at it. Yeah, like, yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> Stop and grab me some Chick-fil-A on the way. Here's how I want to start the second hour. We've got, obviously, the topic of the basketball game is going to continue to be brought up throughout the week, and as a tangent to that, it's going to be the topic of the overall state of the basketball program. But it's the time for reflection. It's the time for looking back at the calendar year that is about to be flipped. And it's the time where we do these, you know, year in review awards. And over at Card Chronicle, we do this every single year where it's a person of the year. And we kind of we, we choose to view the same loose interpretation of the word person that like time does when they do their their person of the year. Like we've had touchdown squirrel was a finalist one year it can be total teams it can be you know the the fan base got nominated one year but this is a for the second straight year I feel like it's an odd year for this award because there's no just clear standout football men's basketball have both been down nobody won a national title although volleyball came close Danny Buspin Kelly did win this award last year does anybody jump out if you're talking about person of the year because I'll let you know I've opened up the nomination process today and I'll let you know a couple of the the leading nominee getters so far. But who jumps out in your mind, TK? You're gonna hate me for this. I already know. I think I know where you're going, and it's probably something that a lot of people have already said. From not from worst person to the best person, bring Brom home, guy gets my vote. He's gotten some love. He he's he may become the first person to ever be nominated for worst person. the least cool person tournament least cool. and the person of the year in the same year, which would be impressive. But the person who's gotten, I think, maybe the most love so far 
is Cincinnati Athletic Director John Cunningham <laughs> for taking Scott Satterfield away. <laughs> There's been a lot of love for just Cincinnati in general. There's been uh, John Cunningham has gotten some love. Now, Danny Buspin Kelly has gotten some significant backing as well. The entire volleyball team has been nominated a bunch. For, Rick Stansbury doesn't get it for his weight Rick coach. Stansbury has been nominated. He's weight coached against him. He has been nominated as well. Uh, Dion Branch has gotten some love, which is a I think he's a worthy nominee. Uh, that, that one, I agree. You've gotten some. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else I've seen a lot of uh, of of love for. Um, there's been a little bit of Josh Hurd. I was going to say, yeah, maybe, yeah, for the way he's handled. Has Jeff is himself named involved? A little bit. I, I think I've seen him up nominated a couple of times, but you know, I think people want to see him coach a game probably before he gets a nominee. But uh, Dion Branch has definitely gotten. Some some backing. He has coached a game at least. Yeah, Jeff Wallace has gotten a little bit of backing. I mean, you forget Jeff Wallace went to the Final Four this year. Yeah, the whole year thing is kind of. I, I think by the season, and it's yeah, it does throw me off a little bit. Yasir Abdullah has gotten some love, uh, having one of the better defensive seasons of any Cardinal player ever. Um, Dalton Rushing for baseball, a little bit of love. Some yeah. people said Mike Begeese, um, which yeah, probably not going to get be a finalist, would but that, he's would, gotten some would love. Would that be dominated by Twitter handle M, 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 M. <laughs> No, it was that's on the, a person on the website has has made the case for Pegese. Um But it's it's a wide open year. It, it's a wide open race. There's not a clear cut. I think front runner and should be an interesting voting. Steve Clarkson and Pierce Clarkson have gotten some love from various people for the recruiting class. Um, do we know who have, do we have an idea who is leading at this moment, or is it just way too early in the race? I feel like I've seen the most love for volleyball and the Cincinnati AD probably more than than anybody else. <laughs> That's who I've. Dion Branch has gotten some some solid backing as well. I think those would be the three frontrunners at this point. Well, you know who my vote's going with. Everyone is everyone you've mentioned deserves a vote for the most part, <laughs> but I'm still for yourself his persistency. No, myself, yeah. Are you? You'd be. I can see you being the type of guy to vote for yourself in an election. Me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, you would. You just don't want to admit it. That's not true at all. You're My dad good. begged me to vote for myself when in All Stars growing up, and I was like, I won't do it. I'm not that person. <laughs> You're more Ray Romano than Gene Hackman, I guess, in this situation. I have no idea what that means. It's a welcome to Mooseport reference. Don't uh, get it. <laughs> and anybody gets it, more power to you. You have less of a life than I do. But uh, yeah, the. I, I, he for his cons- persistency, his shout out from Josh Hurt. I'm sorry, bring Brian Mom guy. You got my vote, buddy. I'm with you, man. Did you just say persistency? <laughs> is that not the right word? No. Isn't that a word? I don't believe so. Persistence is a word, right? Yeah. And that means like just to not give up, right? Yeah. Keep going, nagging almost to a degree. Yeah. Okay, so persistency is a word, right? I think just persistence. Can't you add a C to it? You can. It just makes it not a word. Well, that's okay. I disagree. There's no problem. Sure. There's, there's no problem with that. Um, text line is if you want to put your own nominee in there, 502-414-1450. Text says Josh Hurd, CC Person of the Year. I feel it's a little bit – we look back sometimes at the winners, and I think maybe we jump the gun. Like, for instance, Vince Tyre was the 2018 Person of the Year. And at hey, the time – I have a vote on that. Yeah, at the time I was like, I mean, guys, like, like – I don't, I don't know. Scott Satterfield was the 2019 person of the year. A lot of these you look back at and you're like, well, I wish we could take that one back maybe. Uh, if you're looking overall rundown. So we've been doing this since 2007. This is the, the 15th year that we've done this. Tom Jurich won the first one in 07. David Padgett in 2008 was the person of the year. 2009, I just forgot to do it. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> it's vacant. Our comedy claims it's him. I, no. What were you doing in 2009? I don't know. Just not, not doing the CC person of the year. I mean, uh, was it a party year? Getting ready for law school. I, I guess the law job was over. My head, I don't know. Uh, but we forgot to do the, the person of the year. Wait, Alman, what would you do? A lot of drugs. Did a woman named Cher. Wouldn't recommend either. Mm. <laughs> 2010 was Charlie Strong. 2011, Charlie Strong and Preston Knowles tied exactly, which is still a little suspicious, but it happened. 2012, Tom Jurich won. 2013, Teddy Bridgewater. 2014, Russ Smith. 2015, Kelsey Worrell. 2016, Lamar Jackson. No-brainer. 2017, Brennan McKay. Also kind of a no-brainer. 2018, Vince Tyra. This is when we get into like the bad period where it's like, ooh, things went sour. No, I mean, do we not feel like a little bit of a Madden SI kind of curse thing going on here a little bit? Wow. I mean, I, I know. I mean, I mean, the Jurich for everything he did, Bray did it did end badly with Jurich in the end. Well, who hasn't it ended badly for? Like Rick Pitino never won this award, but we could say the same thing about him if he'd won it. I mean, Pageant got kind. Of, we all know Pageant got kind of the, the short end of the straw. Pageant's doing fine. I mean, well, he should be. He should still been. Lamar Jackson was NFL MVP. Now, Lamar Jackson does kind of break the mold a little bit there. Brennan McKay did have a little bit of a curse. Kelsey Worrell ended up becoming an Olympic gold medalist. I think Ooh, she did fine. I'm glad because I didn't know who that was. <laughs> well, she's very famous. But she's named Kelsey, so she's well-deserving the winning. Vince Tyree was 2018. Scott Satterfield was 2019. Jeff Walls was 2020. And Danny Busboom Kelly was last year. I, I told, I remember, like, Jeff Walls, I played golf with him that summer. And I was like, hey, man, like, you know. No brag. Formal congratulations on being the Car Chronicle. I'm sure it was the biggest. You're just making a total joke. And he was like, eh, it was a, it was more of a lifetime achievement award. Nobody really had, like, had a big year because of COVID and all this stuff. People were just giving it to me because of all that. I was like, I didn't. I was like, it's not that serious, Jeff. I was, I was making a joke. Trust me, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. But I appreciate you going in depth on this. But this year kind of feels like it's up for grabs. Bring Brom home, man. But you, well, not in your eyes, I guess. It's bring Brom home, guy or bust. Bring, bring Brom home is going to bring home the, the Card Chronicle Coolest Man of the Year award. <laughs> Texas, if we're going for players. Can we, can we get Twitter accounts that says bring Brom, bring Brom home, guy, bring the coolest guys. We, that's a long Twitter handle, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a limit on Twitter handles. Texas says Big X Radio for Person of the Year. Thank you. <laughs> Texture says, uh, bring Brom home guy, has my vote. Can't be heard because he hired KP. Yeah, if basketball were thriving right now, and he had Jeff Brom, I think you'd have a little bit more of a, a little bit more backing. Texture says, what about Jawar Jordan? He played well down the stretch. Yeah, he did. Maybe a little bit. Not quite well enough to be person of the year. Yeah, it's kind of like just giving the number one seed to like somebody who just got hot the last like week of the season or something. Texture says CC person of the year, the construction crew that never finished Satterfield Tiles. Foreman. Texture says, ask Trevor what the difference between persistence and persistency is. The spelling. <laughs> <laughs> is it persistent in that like past tense? What? Is it per- being persistent, being past tense? Well, persistence is the word that he's talking about. Yeah, but isn't that is that is that considered almost a past tense term? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but you say yeah, but no. <laughs> I mean, it can be both. Okay. You were persistent, or you are persistent. Both those are accurate. Switch hitter there. <laughs> yeah, Trevor. But persistency is like just is present tense. Persistency is not a word. Is what I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> Persistence is the word that you're thinking of. Persistency is present tense. Persistent is, is past tense. But persistence is a word. Persistent and persistence are both words. Persistency is not a word. Have you Googled it? What Again, what is the difference between persistency and persistence? 
There's none because persistence is the word that you're thinking. One is present present tense continuation. <laughs> Texas says Neely Eaves and Beard as person of the year. Sincerely, BBN. Thank you for that. Yeah. Texas says, um, "When does the least cool person come out?" It's after the it's after the heat, the sports year. Okay. So like this during the summer. Texas says, uh, "R.I.P. Denny Doyle." Thank you. Uh, he and his brothers are legends in, in South Central KY. Their baseball camps in the late '90s were highlights of the summer for the kids in the area. My dad and I were the first father-son duel to win the Doyle Scholarship at Caverna. Uh, the legend around here is Blake that he used to carry two gloves to the mound when he pitched. A lot of folks say he was the best of the three, but he ended up in the worst organization. Does your dad have an opinion on who he thinks was the best? Oh, my dad fully falls into the whole Blake was the best. He just never got a chance to show it. Like the whole, like the third one that you don't know about is always the best one. Oh, yeah. My dad absolutely says it. I mean, he said it my whole life. You really have two two mitts and two gloves on on the mound? That's what people said. Is is that legal? He used to carry two gloves to the mound with him in pitch. He would switch based on the battery he was facing. From right hand to left hand yeah. glove? He was uh, ambidextrous. Okay. Yeah. That was always, I mean, again. I'm picturing just like having two right-handed gloves. Like, why are you switching? Like, he just liked one one best. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to wear the red glove versus this guy. Did you, did you wear the colored gloves? No. Well, I had a red glove for a period when I was little. I never, I, I, I don't know why. Not that I didn't think they were cool. I just never had one either. Like the black or red or I guess most of mine was all just the bait. Your normal bait. I think the last glove I played with in high school was red. But not like bright red. It was like dark, like yeah. kind of like amber. Texas says CC person of the year, Butch Beard. <laughs> Texas says Danny Buspin Kelly, back to back. In a year, a lot of things, where a lot of bad things in the athletic program have happened, she has continued to give us something to cheer for, for sure. That's true. Texas says Jawar is a beast. Yeah. yeah. Texas says Luke Fickle, CC person of the year. He does deserve a lot of credit. Fickle. Texas says CC person of the year, Brooke Brom's birthday wish. A little in-depth, but I like it. <laughs> Wasn't that tagged on Bring Brom Home? What do you mean? Didn't, didn't she follow him? Probably. I think they all do. Yeah. I think it's Patrick, by the way. I think I think Patrick's the Bring Brom Home guy. I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. He's not consistent enough coming in here, let alone tweeting out that much. We did. I think he slipped up the day that we were off the air because he tweeted from the, the Bring Brom Home guy tweeted, like, just a connection issue trying to get it fixed or something. And I think that was Patrick. I thought it was me. Because people thought it was you. And I was like, well, we Trevor's MIA right now. We've got no idea where yeah, he is. Yeah. I think it was Patrick. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I'm calling him out. I think he's bringing Brom home guy. But if so, he's getting a lot of praise. He got tweeted by the AD. He did well. <laughs> he claims it's not him. We'll find out one of these days. Texas has put Cincy's AD on there, and I guarantee he wins. Other than that, I'd say Dion Branch or Yasir Abdullah deserve a nomination. I think, both, I think all three of those are in strong consideration. It's for gotta being, be hard because of the the, the the current currency bias of like this award going to like not not that Dion like Brand recency is, bias because late in the year Dion Branch doesn't deserve. I it. think so you're, you're, there's definitely that but factor I'm to that. Just saying that I think there's an edge to it. I think it happens every year where like I mean again Rick Pitino had it going but he never won this award and I think a lot of the big reason why was the success that he had in March was it, you know eight months ago. And he was almost always coming off of a loss to Kentucky. Yeah. Or was playing a game against Kentucky that people thought he was going to or, lose. Yeah, I and mean, when you think about it, you're, you're, you're using the basis of his early part of that, that se- the new season opposed to what right. should be. Which is exactly. Same thing with Jeff Walls. Like he, again, he didn't win until 2020 despite having all those Final Four trips and, yeah. and years. But if you had like a good football season, i.e. Scott Satterfield winning eight games in 2019, 
he got that bump. Charlie Strong won it twice. Like, I think that there's definitely something to that. I mean, I guess Walls probably would have won the 09. I think that's what we discussed this one time was that that would have been post his first Final Four run with Angel McCautry. Right. right? Was That was in 08, I think. I want to say it was in 07. It was in, I believe it, I want to say it was 07. It was either 7 or 8. It was one of the two. I'm pretty sure it was 07. Because was, I think it was my senior year of college. I'm saying, okay. I, mean, cause I remember they beat Oklahoma and then lost to UConn. I think we've actually explored this before. I think we may have done this last year. Because 2009, you would have had like, – because the basketball team, the men's team, was the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, the team that lost to uh, North Carolina. Lost to Michigan State. I was Michigan State. In the Elite Eight. Like, T. Will probably would have gotten some love. He was yeah. a big deal back then. Um, maybe Patino would have gotten some love. But, you know, Jeff Walls – well, I'll take it back. The It was the 09 team that was national runner-up. So, shh. He probably would have gotten some love. Or Angel. McCautry probably would have gotten some love. I think they probably would have gotten it over. I think we T. broke Will this down last year. I think you're right. We, we, we figured out that I bet Angel would have, would have probably won. Yeah. Because well, football was terrible. Jurich wouldn't have gotten any love. Baseball was good, but they didn't make it far enough run. It probably would have been McCautry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And deservedly so, because that was the same year that she wound up being the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, still t- play. She's still technically in the WBA, isn't she? She is. Yeah, she's, she's had retired. a bunch of injuries. I know she's doing different stuff. Well, she's also 15 years old. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, currency buys. <laughs> Put it on the list. Wait a minute. That's not one, too? I mean, currency is a word, technically. It's just not. <laughs> it just doesn't mean what the way you're using it. Well, no. What am I doing wrong with currency? I mean, I know it also means money, right? Currency. Well, currency, that's all it means. Cur- currency is not a word that means presently. It's current. But that's not a See, word. Like currently, currently biased. Cur- recency bias is the term that you're thinking of. Currency is not a word in the way that you're but using. Current it. is a word. Current is a like word. We're living currently in the time. Correct. There you go. Okay, so why can't it be a currently bi- currency bias? Because that's not the word. It's not a word. <laughs> who's who's to say these aren't words? Everyone is just <laughs> now. The whole text line is just currency bias. TK hates the dollar. Currency bias. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. <laughs> We only got a few more days left in the calendar. Texas did Mike just casually drop who Bring Brom Home guy is? Oh, I've, I've said this before. I think it's Patrick. That would that would be a pretty big goof on his part. I think I think it is. He was here. He def- he said it was not him. But I think were it's you Patrick. watching him on the phone when he I need to. I got to pay more attention to him. We need to we need to swipe his phone and see if we can see if it's him or not. We do. Like you'll distract him and I'll like I'll grab it from him. Real quick. What if we swipe his phone and there's a whole bunch of like just troll text the text line? It's like what the hell, Patrick. <laughs> Turns out he's the Boise guy. <laughs> yeah. He's angry, man. I, you spent this money on this 2-7-whatever area code? <laughs> Texas sleepy, uh, sleeper pick for CC person of the year, Mark Ivey. I like Mark Ivey. Why am I trying to blink on Mark Ivey? He's the defensive coach who gets fired up before oh, games. Oh, Triple H guy. Yeah, yeah. He's sticking around. That's how much he doesn't – I mean, he was the the only Appalachian State guy. <laughs> like I just didn't know him as Triple H now. He's the only Appalachian State guy who's, you know, basically not following Scott Satterfield of Cincinnati. He's sticking here. He wanted to be here. Uh, was thrilled. He, he, I, I loved his quote. He went on with the Louisville Sports Live guys, I guess, last week or whenever it was that he was officially announced that he was staying. And he was like, all these people that are coming up to me and saying – we're so happy that you're staying here. I keep telling them you're not as happy as we are. Like that's how much he wanted to be in Louisville. And you need guys like that. I, I'm very, very excited that he's sticking around. Texture says, um, our basketball team and TK <laughs> use of the English language is the same. 
What do you mean, what do you mean our basketball I don't know. I don't know what that means. For a basketball team, dude, it was so bad English-wise. Doug says, is Brain Brom home guy not Brian Brom? I don't think so. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Doug just says, it's pronounced coo, not coop. Did you say coop? Coop? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like a coup, like like take over something. Yeah, like I think that's what he's referring to. Did I did I say that? I don't think so. I don't remember saying yeah, that. I don't think you heard. Not that. on purpose. Texas, they put every slang word in the dictionary nowadays. Trevor's vocabulary will make it in eventually. He's got his own language, and I applaud it. To take that Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Texas says money on uh, the Brain Brom home guy being John Ramsey. He mentioned a grammatical error was due to frosty wheat sodas. When Brom was announced, he definitely he, there was a day where he tried to drop as many like Ramsey references as possible, and so I asked John. John's like, "It's definitely not me." John also like, uh, John doesn't. I don't know if you follow John for a while. Like, he doesn't like social media. He doesn't. I think it confuses him a lot. He he would not be the person who would be responding to every tweet five seconds, you know, after one another. Like that's not. I, I don't. I don't think it's John. I wouldn't say it confuses me, but I'm not a big. I, yeah, people who think it's you, you also would never. Like, do I was this. talking to, I, I was talking to Duke because I, I like, so I was kind of off the grid for like, you know, most of the vacation, mainly just because I was just, you know, chilling at home, and I wasn't like I was ignoring my phone, but I was just, you know. Oh yeah, you need you take some time off. Like I, I barely checked on Twitter this. Yeah, week. I, I don't scared. think I was on Twitter like Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and then like because Duke brought up something and asked me if I was like, what was what's uh you know yada yada yada, and I'm like. I have no idea, dude. I was like, I haven't been on Twitter. I mean, I've I've gone on there maybe. A little bit here and there, but was I'm it like, Keith getting into it with Nolan that's Smith? Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. figured, I figured. I figured. I was gonna. I was gonna. I didn't want to say it. I was gonna maybe save it for off the air. Maybe if you didn't want me to bring it up. Oh, but, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was Keith and Nolan Smith, and of course that's the first thing I did. Like last night, I'm like, well, I gotta find out what the because I had a million people like, asking me about what, it. What? Like, did, I felt like Keith just like snapped at him, man. I mean, it was a little over the top. For yeah, sure. he was a little, like, I like Keith. I'm like, but and I, I found, I guess, the tweet that he was referring to, and I mean, it was. I mean, I guess I could see it make you make you snap and be mad, but I I, I don't know. I just I thought it was a little yeah. <laughs> it's like oh well. <laughs> if this is all I missed, I'm like I didn't miss much. I think that was the only thing that happened. Yeah, because I was not saying on uh, getting on social media and then like everybody's texting me about it, like what's going on, what's this, what's this. Like you knew exactly what I was talking. Oh yeah, about. I mean I assumed. <laughs> but, I mean because it was the only really notable thing that happened over the week. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Nolan Smith had made a tweet laughing about. Chris Beard's girlfriend dropping the charges against him. She's saying that she yeah. didn't do this and that. And he made the, uh, I guess he was like a picture of a guy looking at his phone. Phone laughing. like laughing hysterically, yeah. which I, he ended up deleting it real quick. And Keith kind of said like, Nolan Smith kind of seems like a piece of bleep. No one saw it, responded to him. And they kind of had a little bit of a back and forth. I do. I mean, I, I do think I wish Nolan Smith, wouldn't tweet some of the things that he does. I do think like getting into it with the fans and stuff is not something that I think assistant coaches need to be doing. Like you've got to understand when you're at a place like Louisville and you have this type of record. I mean, if Louisville were 12 and one, you're still going to have fans after that one loss who are going to be tweeting bad stuff. Is it crappy behavior? Of course. Do you have to expect it when you're at a program like Louisville? Of course. I mean, no one played at Duke and he coached at Duke. Like he, he knows how this is. Like the fans are going to be riled up and especially on, social media where you can remain nameless and you can take anonymous shots. It's going to happen to everybody and you just have to ignore it. Like, like you're not, you're not a player anymore. You're a coach. Like you are supposed to be above all that noise. You can't get into the weeds with people and he kind of does it. And I, I wish he wouldn't, but again, he's his own man. He can do whatever he wants to. So I, they had that little back and forth and Keith was like, I should have just unfollowed him. 
uh, that was all that should have happened. But and, it wasn't even it was a back and forth because he he tweeted that, and then Nolan was like, "If you're gonna tag, you're gonna say something like that, tag me." Which I'm like, honestly, that's probably probably best not to tag him. I mean, well, it doesn't matter if you get tagged anyway because you got the the snitch tag people who are in the comments immediately. Like, you see this at Nolan Smith? Like, that wasn't sure if it was that's that how it always Nolan happens. Is like the guy that's like, no, I think he got alerted to because okay. multiple people were like. Why don't you just why don't you tweet at him directly at Nolan's? I mean, come on, why, why, whatever. Every it's a whole different world, and it's but, all yeah, I don't just remember nonsense. Keith. He's only responded like one time to him, and then the rest he was of just it like, just, just leave the feel free to leave the tweet up, man. And then, like, and then that the was rest pretty of much it. Just, yeah, your Twitter hangalongs just uh, fighting amongst themselves, and you see you hear nothing else from Keith or Nolan the rest of the way down the line. We really got to win some more basketball games. We, that's that's the long and short of it. We really just need to win more basketball games so that this stuff can stop happening and we don't have to talk about it on the radio. Nolan Smith probably not coming on the show. <laughs> you don't think he's coming on? Probably not anymore. I got his dad's autograph. Um, Texture says that's D for CC Person of the Year. <laughs> that might get my second place vote. Look, it was strong. Yes. Apparently, so <laughs> I guess we can say all this now that he's gone. Brian Brown did not. We all like knew it was a joke. The whole like Satterfield's defense has been great. Like since he took over, Brian Brown did not think it was funny. And I understand because like Brian Brown's like, how would he respond to this? He has told he has talked to people behind closed doors about how like Scott Satterfield had no input on the defense. Like like after he all the whole thing, where I'm spending more of my time with the defense because that's where they need me and all this stuff. He's like nothing changed. He's like we just started playing a whole lot better. And I can imagine how frustrating that would be if like your system is finally starting to work. And your players are finally responding, and you go from having a couple of bad games in a row to being like one of the better defenses in the entire country, and everybody is giving credit to somebody who has nothing to do with that. Like that had to have been frustrating for him, but he was willing to tell people after the season, like, "Yeah, this man, nothing changed." Are you telling me that, that Brian Brown listened to the show? No, I think because we just because we, we we haven't gotten to this part. I just that reminded me, we have established that Kenny Payne does listen to the show. Oh, all the time. I told I told you after the Florida State game, he all but called me out on the press conference. Because on Thursday, we said this man maybe needs to get teed up, and he got teed up after for basically no reason. The, the officiating was bad. It was the there, call that he was upset about was not one of the bad calls. We didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> Sidney Curry just missed a dunk. He, he should, didn't get touched. He, he should got well. He should got teed up on the offensive foul they called on Curry before. It was that, terrible. Which was that was horrible. that was yeah. awful. And it was it was basically I felt like he was getting teed up for a. A group of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. For all the stuff that had been building up. But, but the actual like, call that he was yelling about was was a fine. Yeah, Nobody it, touched it. Was, it was Dwayne Morton missing a dunk to win, just not to win a game. But but it did feel like he's just kind of doing this because we're like, hey, man, maybe get teed up. I'm telling you, I, 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 Kenny, I know you listen, buddy. It's all good. We still, I mean, we're, we're, I'm. It's impressive. He's down there in Raleigh. He's listening live on the show as they're going through shoot around. He's you know, maybe should be game planning a little bit, but he clearly is listening to us at like 5 p.m. when they've got this 7 p.m. tip off. He's going to, after, after the Kentucky upset on Saturday, he's going to say, he's watch, listen to the press conference. He's going to be like, listen, I know some people thought this might not have a chance, but there's some people that did. And, we're, and he's, he's going to be talking about us, man. I stand by my. Conspiracy theory. This is my this is my my theme for the week. Kenny Payne conspiracy of the week <laughs> has been deliberately tanking through the first two months of the season because he wants to sabotage John Calipari. Bold move. He actually didn't want to, he wanted to win the Florida A&M game. That was the only game he wanted to win because that would have been too suspicious to be winless. 
but he made him play. Like the that. Western Kentucky thing was just because Rick Stan. That that was a coincidence. That that was a Rick Stansberry being so bad, wrong guy in the wrong place, and Louisville shot the lights out. He couldn't help that. He tried to lose that game, couldn't do it. <laughs> His whole thing at this point is the fan base is already kind of on edge with UK. You know, haven't been to a Final Four since 2015, haven't won a national title in over 10 years. All these draft picks, all these top recruiting classes, can't get it done. We won nine games two years ago. We lost to St. Peter's in the first round last year. We're not having a good season now. The last straw, the breaking point, because Calipari hates hates the fans. He hates the fans. Any media member who's close to Calipari does not mind telling you he hates UK fans. UK fans kind of hate him right now. They're one big bad thing away from just being at a total breaking point. And that one big bad thing could easily be losing at home to your arch rival when your arch rival is in the midst of not just one of the worst seasons in their program history, but one of the worst seasons in the history of Power Six Conference basketball. If they lose this game, you can fans are going to go nuts. Cal may go nuts back. It may be the final breaking point. We may have a parting of ways in late January Chris Mack situation. At that point. DJ Wagner, looking for a new home. Aaron Bradshaw, looking for a new home. Who loves you? The old guy who was getting players to UK, Kenny Payne. All of a sudden, all these guys coming over to our side. And then we start playing for real after winning that game. We go, I don't know, 16-4 in the ACC, flirting with the NCAA tournament. It's all by design. That put us at 18 wins, I think, that we would be pretty much in. We're right there. We're, We're right there at that point. It's all by design. This was the only way he could get DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw and these other recruits. So, tanks the first 13 games of the season. Maximum pain for a, a Kentucky loss on their home floor. Fire John Calipari, I mean, the, get their players. The, the amount of pain one those games chance will just come back in full swing. If, if, I like All where, by design. I kind of like where your head is at. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like when you get in a relationship, you want to lower the bar. You know, you don't. You just kind of, you know, act a little, little rude here. Don't open the door, you know. Be, be kind of standoffish. So that when, when you when you do something nice, it just seems that much extra. All by design. All by design. I like I like that. He's Ken, 18 steps ahead of all Kenny, of us. Kenny, you evil genius, you. He knows exactly what he's doing. If we come out and look like, like a different team on Saturday, you'll know it was all you by know, design. You know, right now he's sitting in his office. Him and Nolan are just hanging out, probably smoking a cigar. And he's listening to the show, and he just heard you go to this rant. He just... Kicks the radio, he's like, damn it, Rutherford. Well, nobody believes me anyway, so it's still going to happen. I can, shout from, I can shout it from the rooftops. It's not going to change people's minds. It's not going to change the metrics. We're going to start getting tweets from, like, Nolan's burner account discrediting you. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying our hardest. Why don't you tag us on the radio there, buddy? Win this game, <laughs> fire Calipari, recruits to Louisville, national title next year. It's all happening. I mean, when we beat Kentucky on Saturday, that's just, it's. Just remember, you heard it here first. What a way to end 2022. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take some text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It rolls on next here on 1450 The Big X.
Welcome back in. Tuesday edition rolling on here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 92.1 The Big X. Trevor, I got a question for you. Can I ask you a question first? Okay. Yeah, I know this might be weird because you came up in like the Catholic system, but did you ever have? A, were you ever hot for a teacher growing up? I don't think so. Did you? Have, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you just had like nothing but priests or something. I mean, uh, no, I've never had a priest. I had a priest <laughs> in college. Did you? Um, like the, the hopper teacher though, you've got to be like, like cuts off. Like if you're in college, I mean, that's like, you didn't have one like in middle elementary school or middle no, school. I don't think I ever had a really attractive teacher. I don't remember how attractive she was, but my fifth grade, we had a teacher's aide from L, And maybe it's just the fact that she was just not, you know, 60 years old, blonde. And like, I just remember every, every guy in the, in the school, like had the hots for, her, and so as did I. And to tell me, ask me her name. I couldn't a million dollars. I couldn't tell it to you, but I can actually literally still picture her, her face in, in my in my mind, which is amazing because I still don't remember like what we were talking about last segment. Half the time. I know, and you don't even remember her name. I don't. But I mean, she, she had braces. And I, it made me always think of Baby Boobs and Butthead later on in life. Like you have braces. I have braces too. I think the weird thing about getting older with education is I I can remember like all of my grade school teachers' names. I think I can remember. I can remember, I can remember my actual teachers. Yes. I can remember my, my high school teachers' names. Well, I don't know if I can tell you one professor's name that I had in college. I think I can remember like two or three. That's it. that's it. Like I, I, like, I just I don't remember them. Like I, college was just so different. Like you, I just. Do you remember all your teachers' names? Because like, I can remember growing up. Yeah. Like I remember third grade. I had Miss Stoll. We don't have to. We don't have to do this. Miss Palumbo in fourth. We don't have to do this. We yeah. but you can just say whether or not you do know. Well, they're not around anymore. Anyway. That's fine. <laughs> but at college, I don't remember. Like I, I, I can tell you. I think. Two off the top of my head that I remember. And outside of that, nothing. You know what's weird is I don't know their names, but I remember my religious studies teacher was a huge Tennessee fan, which is how I, I sucked up to him. Was I was like, oh, the volunteers, man. And my my public speaking teacher was a big Mississippi State fan. Like, I can remember their fanhoods, but I don't remember their names. Thank you for that. <laughs> Here's my question for you. Has right. Deion Sanders gone too far? Because... <sighs> Deion Sanders now, I he's, ta- he's taking the best of the best now. He's right. like, I'm going to other places. I'm picking them off. I'm getting the best recruits. I'm getting the best transfers. And he has landed our Aussie punter, Mark Vassett, is transferring to Colorado. I was kind of for Coach Prime at the beginning. Now I think he's gone too far. How has Colorado not been like the hotbed for punters? You'd think, right? Like, like, like soon as I saw air. that, the first thing I thought was, how is this not like... Inflated numbers. Like... Yeah, like I'm surprised you don't see more Colorado punters drafted now. Whether they turn out to be good or not is you know irrelevant. But how how is this not? Yeah, like you think it should be right? Yeah, but he's going there, which sucks. But at the same time, congrats to him. I, I saw some people who were like, "Who cares about a punter? They're a dime a dozen." I'm like, we've had some bad punt. Like, oh. We should know firsthand what it's like to not have a good punter. You, the, the, we need to find a good punter. You find me someone who tells me a punter and kicker don't matter. I'll find you somebody who knows jack about football. Exactly. I mean, we kickers are, I think, more Huge. self-explanatory. You know how important they are in college football, really any level of football. Especially, like, the lower levels you go, they're more important, yeah. But punters, we got to find a guy now. Like, hopefully Jeff can can land somebody because we need a punter. Mark Vassett was very good last yeah, year. To be able to flip field positions. I mean, that's, He was terrific. He's yeah. been good the last two years, punters but especially this past season. So hopefully we can find somebody who's about as good as Mark Vassett was for us. The other big transfer news nationally in college football today, Sam Hartman, Wake Forest quarterback, is now officially leaving that program. And I know there had been some buzz out there that maybe he was looking at Louisville, but he is going, according to Pete Thamel uh, of uh, of Yahoo, he is going to Notre Dame. 
Nice which is well, that, uh, notable for a variety of reasons, but one of the most important for us is that Notre Dame is coming to Cardinal Stadium next season. Oh, we've Sam Hartman has not been the best against us. We have had success yeah. against Sam Hartman, especially in our building. Maybe that third quarter kind of sticks in his crawl a little bit, sticks in his brain. Maybe he has some PTSD this year when he comes to Cardinal Stadium and we can take down the Irish. I mean, Jeff Brom loves big games. You got to give some respect to him. I mean, this is a guy you knew was transferring, yet he still played in their bowl game. Yeah, for sure. That's He's a likable dude. It's a rare thing nowadays. I mean, it's, it's rare enough that he actually played in the bowl game. But I mean, the fact that he played, even though he knew he was leaving. That's that's a lot for the guy. It was pretty cool. He yeah. He's on that show that I, I've told you about a couple of times, QB One, which is done by Peter Berg of Friday Night Lights fame. Yeah, yeah. He was on that when he was a senior in high school, and he came off as, as a pretty likable kid. Um, which is you know a lot of times these kids are the, the gods of their high school. They come off looking kind of crappy. Spencer Radler looked awful. Tate Martell looked awful. Even the ones who come off looking good, there's some moments where you're like, yeah, he's. But he came off as a likable kid, and he certainly has always seemed likable at Wake Forest. And yeah, now he gets his chance to be to like, up a great the man too. Yeah, for sure. Like he's going to help them out a lot. Now the only thing that's a little bit, you know, that that Wake Forest offense is so quirky. You know, he where he does they do the slow mesh yeah. read and they kind of just stand there for four seconds. Like, can he function as well in an offense that's not as gimmicky as he did at Wake Forest? I think that's what you're gonna have to find out. But he certainly has a big arm. He's a tough competitor. Here's hoping he just plays like crap against us. Uh, this, this is the next quarterback. I, I, this is one of those moments I miss Beano Cook. Like Beano would love Sam Hartman. Be- <laughs> he would just Hartman's yeah a bachelor looking Heisman winner. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm just now seeing this. The uh, Camellia Bowl was today. Buffalo. Uh, won it. They that was, that, was that why that was trending? That word was. I'm assuming so. Okay. But the most valuable player was recent Louisville transfer, Justin Marshall, the wide receiver who had 11 catches for 127 yards and one touchdown in the game. Props to Justin. For who? Awesome. Who's he play for? <clears throat> for Buffalo. Okay. Good. Nice. Well done. And I've seen him on a couple of highlights after some action games. He had a big year. We could have used him this year. He was a good player. We always talked so much about Jordan Watkins transferring to Ole Miss and Tyler Harrell transferring to Alabama. Marshall was kind of the forgotten guy, but he would have been – I mean, he, we definitely could have used him this season. Seems like he played the most, too, of all three. Well, Watkins, I think, was our second-leading receiver last year for Han Marshawn, so he played a lot. No, I meant in terms of where he – when he. Oh, yeah, they transferred it. Yeah, well, I, mean, sure. I know Watkins did play a little bit this year for Ole Miss, but, I mean, I think he had a decent game against Kentucky, I think, too, wasn't it? He had a touchdown catch against Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, but he was very sporadic and – in an offense that you, would, you expect him to be a lot more <clears throat> stats. For sure. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sykes line. We've talked about CC Person of the Year. We've Hill. talked about Louisville, Kentucky uh, basketball being just four days away. All that good stuff. If you have thoughts on anything, just uh, let us know. Texture says, that was TK's first love, that teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, get – Borderline, yeah, because I'm thinking I was I was in that was fourth grade, fourth or fifth, I can't remember now. And I guess I'd, I mean, I, I, maybe I had no, I'd been seeing some Charles in Charge and Annie Potts had already been in my life, and so I mean it would have been she was right there though. Texas, well that wasn't creepy at all, Trevor. <laughs> I can't. Well, I mean everybody, come on, I, I can't be the only one that had a hot for teacher thing, right? I oh, mean, I'm sure not. I just. I mean, she wasn't even a teacher. She was a teacher's aide. But you got to remember also, I mean, I'm at that perfect age. Like, all my teachers before that, like, it just, I mean, my, my teacher that year, I remember, uh, I mean, she had just this giant mole, like, not good Cindy Crawford style, like, this giant one. 
like on the side of her head, looked like a gorder. And like she, and so when like the teacher's aide comes in, this, a what? Like a gorder, like the <laughs> a gorder, yeah, Brian Van. And she comes in, she's got like the curly blonde hair, and she just goes to U of L. And oh man, I wonder what her name was. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Texture says the pain conspiracy is less believable than the aliens building the pyramids. Just wait, <laughs> just wait. Texas, I'm so tired of hearing pain needs his own players and that there's zero talent. They have they run no sets, there's no evidence of player development. This begins and ends with coaching. Well, sadly, they try to run sets on occasion. They do. They try. And they successfully accomplish it, but they try. Texture says, did Trevor just say, quote, he sucked up to his UT fan priest? UT fan? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't think that was a priest. It was religious studies class. <laughs> we had my eighth grade religion teacher, now that you're bringing that up. I Thankfully, he, he was a teacher, didn't take attendance, and you only had to do midterm and final, like the interact, like a paper. Or you know, some, somebody Such brought up class. this week that in eighth grade, we were bringing up, we were watching Christmas Vacation. And in eighth grade, like our teachers, like they let us watch it. And this religion teacher that we had. Oh, I know this story. You've told it. Yeah, right when he says nipply, nipple, like, nipple. like close to the beginning of the, she sprints over, like takes it out of the, she gave me, I, like, I think I had five, it was the only year that I ever got like in a lot of trouble in school, it was eighth grade. I'm assuming she was, you weren't <clears> hot for that teacher. It was not. She was terrible. <laughs> but, you know, I had hormones going on. Eighth grade's a weird time. And, like, I just got in trouble a lot. And she, I think, gave me, like, four of the five detentions that I had that year. And one was for having my head down during class. And she, like, went over to my friend, like, ten minutes later. He had his head down and was like, hey, can you sit up, please? I was like, oh, my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> she was the worst. She was the all-time worst. I mean, she, they did not have the hots for her. And she, I mean, she ended Christmas vacation that early. I was so mad. season to be married. And, like, That's the my te- name. The teachers who gave us the okay to watch, like, said nothing. I'm like, are you not going to let – like, you're higher on the totem pole than she is. She's a religion teacher. Get her out of here. I'm assuming this was an edited version of the movie. No. So, I mean, not that you would cut out Nipley in an edited version, but I'm, I'm, when he gets to his rant near the end, she would have really lost it. Yeah, I mean, we watched, like, you know. <laughs> or I, when he's looking at I remember the, watching the, Ferris Bueller's Day off scene. in eighth grade. Like, yeah, it was, you know, we watched some, some, some racy stuff. Texas says, I would love for Brom to bring in a fat punter next season. Sure, why not? Like, as long as he's good. Can we get, like, the Percy Harbin dude from Georgia Tech, Steelers punter? I'd like, love it. Like, 6'1", 300 pounds. Texas, remember the punter that flipped off the crowd after muffing a snap? I don't. No. But I'd be, For us? Bring him in here. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about the – who was – it was during the COVID year. I forgot all about that guy. We had that guy. He, he didn't flip off the crowd, I don't think. He's a little punter. But he, he was yelling at the crowd. He had the worst game of all time. Like, he – he muffed a punt. He like shanked one, and like the crowd's like yelling at him, and he's like getting it, like yelling back at the crowd. I do. I I've totally forgot about that guy, and then we never saw him again. <laughs> I don't see. I don't remember the. I don't remember this incident for some reason. I, it was very early in the the COVID year. Um, gosh, I, I can't remember his name at uh, all. Our punter was that year. Uh, well, he didn't. He didn't play like after the first like two games because he was really bad. I think we, was it Ryan Harwell or Logan Lupo? Logan Lupo. But yeah, Harwell played, took over. Yeah, he played in five games. He had 17 punts. He was bad. He, he transferred to Florida Atlantic. Yeah, yelled at the crowd. I can see that looking at him. Texas, I'm in Milwaukee right now. I'm not listening to the show, unfortunately. But Spencer's is here. Even Milwaukee has a Spencer's mic. <laughs> he sends a, he sends a picture of the Spencer's side. Thank you for that. 
If you're uh, Milwaukee, give me a honey bun. <laughs> Texture says What? The honey bun. They're 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 famous in Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at the text line now. I don't. I don't. What's, it, what's it say? Uh, John Sanderson and the rest of BBN thinks they're not obsessed with U of L. This show every single day proves otherwise. Happy holidays, John. And then it just says, "Ignore the last text." I accidentally included the text line. I don't know what, that, what any of that means. I mean, if if he's trying to point out that the, the, we're obsessed with Louisville because of the show, it's a Louisville-based show, dude. Well, I think he's talking about BBN. Oh, you think he meant to send that to? KR? He says John. He says these people BBN think they're not obsessed with U of L. This show every day think, proves otherwise. Uh, Texas says, call into KP's show tonight and run the conspiracy theory by him tonight. Well, well he's already listening. He knows he don't want to be. No, he doesn't want to be brought up because what's he going to say? Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't want that to be brought up, and he's going to deny it anyway. Come on. Texas says Trevor's the man. Thank you. Texas says I had the hots for Topanga from Boy Meets World. We all. Oh did. yeah, yeah. She. Now I was. Well, I was. A little older for, yeah. I mean, I still have the hot sport as she got older, but there's a little bit of age difference there. Texas, Mike, are you the voice singing at the end of the commercial, making it rain? He's from Portland. No, that's her boss. That's me. It's not. Is it's it not, Troy? Really? It's Troy. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> that's Troy's idea. He's from Portland. Texas, that Kenny Payne grand design story that we heard a few minutes ago. I felt like Mike took us on a whippet journey with Andy Milanakis in the restaurant cooler of the movie waiting. Thank you. <laughs> I love the name drops, even though I, I would have never got the name drops, but I do know this. It's scene. my show. I'm Andy Milanakis. <laughs> That's such a great movie. I like the show back in the day. Uh, there's a sequel to that. I did not know that. There's the, when you go to the when you go to the uh, OG studios. There is a marathon gas station, or there's like there's a, when you go to the expressway, there's like a Circle K right in front of you. You've probably seen it. Take a left to get on the highway. And uh-huh. Like you go in there, and they've got like like some old school gas stations. They've got like that that spinning thing of DVDs that you can you know the road you know, spins around. And you got all the old DVDs in it. The largest collection of straight to DVD sequels you'll ever see in your life. Like I've spent many a times just sitting in line reading there, like. I had no idea there was a Mean Girls two until I saw it there. Waiting to, uh, there. I mean, just just the abundance of movies of, of, of like straight to DVD sequels. They've got Anaconda two. I mean, it's just the Titanic two. Incredible. There's a sequel to Titanic. Yes. Someone thought apparently this would be a good idea. Texas, any word if Louisville is recruiting this Purdue transfer quarterback? I believe this is in reference to Brady Allen, who was a top ten quarterback in the 2022 class. Um, Enter the transfer portal. Purdue also, they landed Hudson Card yeah. today, who's a, a big-time get from Texas. Did worry that Purdue landed a transfer before Brom has yet? Maybe. My understanding is Louisville's not recruiting Brady Allen. Maybe that changes. I think that there's still the, – the expectation is still that Jack Plummer's going to come here. But you would understand why Louisville is not recruiting Brady Allen if they already have Pierce Clarkson locked in, who they feel like is the future. You played Jack Plummer for one season. You let Clarkson come along slowly. You hand him the reins next year and hope that he's as good as advertised. But to the best of my knowledge, Louisville is not involved in the Brady Allen sweepstakes, if you want to call it Jack Plummer. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with the very next text, anywhere on Jack Plummer. I, unless something has changed, it still sounds like he's going to be coming here. Jack Plummer. I hope he's good. Texture says, uh, that texture really wants you all to talk about aliens build, building the pyramid theory. I know. It was they left the door open. Yeah, but they didn't. Aliens don't exist. Disagree. But this is what the texture wanted. I don't believe in I'm not, I, I, no aliens, no ghosts for me. Sorry. 
Texture says, uh, Jordan Watkins did not have a TD against UK. I like how Mike tries to throw a shot at UK every chance he gets, even if they are downright false. I thought, well, he, were, I thought he did. First of all, you were picking tail, big tailing off what I said. that He had a big, t- he had a big touchdown catch in a big game. I thought he had a big game against UK or something. I, I could have been wrong, too, yeah. He had a big, I know he had a big touchdown catch in one of their late games against somebody good. So I and he didn't have a great year. I know that. So he only had he only had one touchdown catch. It was against take it back. Not a big game at all. It was Vanderbilt like first early this season. Yeah, thirty six catches, four hundred four yards. Yeah, that's a down year. He did not have as much production as he did. He, he had two catches. He had a big catch against UK. I think that's what you're thinking of. He had a thirty eight yard reception. Oh, okay. Uh, late in that game to <laughs> set up their. <laughs> For, score. for what it's worth, by comparison in the of uh, the nutshell of his old season, that is a big game for him, right? Yeah, two catches, forty nine yards. Yeah, it was he started so, off well. Those fifty of his four hundred fifty yards came in one game against Kentucky. Yeah, I took it. Well, he had he did have eight catches in their last game oh, uh, against uh, Mississippi State, which was a loss, but probably not the type of production that he was expecting going down there to Ole Miss. No, far, 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 far from it. Texas says he could have done that with Louisville last year. Texter says, uh, "Mean Girls Two was your first straight to DVD sequel that you were shocked to see?" Question mark. Well, I just it wasn't the first, but it was one of the ones that I remember in that group that I had no idea there was a sequel to it. Like, what? Like, would you? I mean, is there a movie like you didn't know that you you discovered at one point there was a sequel to, and you were like, I had no idea this ever existed. You ever come across that? Well, yeah, you just said Anaconda Two, which I didn't know was a thing. Well, yeah, I mean, and people sometimes wonder why Anaconda One was even made. I liked Anaconda One. It I was thought, stupid fun. I went and saw it in theaters multiple times. <laughs> Did you? Really? Only because that was the summer of my mu- my movie hopping. I think I've told you that story, right? Yes, you have. We would go and we'd like get we buy a ticket for whatever movie was starting at like ten a.m. and we'd literally spend all day at like Showcase Cinemas over on Barstown Road and just movie hop all day. Texas, are you looking forward to Cal lecturing U of L fans this week about how we need to stop being mean to Kenny? Oh my God! It's it's there's a million percent chance it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the pregame press conference. It's going to happen in the postgame press conference. It's going to happen in a breakout interview where they do a whole story about you just got to give him time. This is a great man. I know. Look, I know what Kenny Payne's capable of doing. Gonna, I know. He's going to drop the line. Kenny Payne can win games. He's going to lecture the hell out of us this week, and nobody's going to want to hear it, especially if they win that game by like twenty five or more. I don't. It, it's going to be bad. Like the, that's a great text. There's a million million percent chance of that happening. How awesome would it be? He does that, and then we actually win the game. Oh, it'd be wonderful. And then you. But get, then he'd be like, "See, I told you. Well, I told true. you you need to get more time." Which I don't even care at that point because UK fans yeah, wouldn't really, buy it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care either. But have you noticed? It's, it's a thing like not just with John Calipari, but UK fans too are going to like. They're all kind of doing the whole. Hey, like it's hard to root against Kenny Payne with you. Get you guys just need to calm down and be patient, okay? He, you guys are a dumpster fire. He's gonna be great, and I'm like, you don't need to tell it. No, like, tell us one other one of your assistants that's been great, because none of them have been. Nobody under John Calipari has gone on to be a, a successful head coach. So don't try to sit here and tell us that you know more about what's going on than we do. They have all come back home though eventually. A lot of them have. I mean, has he Josh had- Pastner hasn't. He's still thriving <laughs> at Georgia Tech. Well, Pastner didn't leave him though. He left Pastner in charge when he left. Pretty much. A little different scenario where you that's fair. Tony and Orlando. He just didn't go with Calipari. Yeah, he stayed to become a head coach. He's like, if I hang out any longer under this guy, I won't be as good as I'll be. He's the and he's had more success than any other Calipari assistant, <laughs> which is I think zero trips to the Sweet Sixteen and any of his stops. <laughs> he sets that bar pretty high. <laughs> 
Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, hour number three here on the uh, Tuesday edition of the Rutherford Show. We'll get back into some of the basketball talk from the beginning of the show. A couple other football notes to get to. We'll talk about all that stuff in hour number three. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, the comeback show, the post-holiday show, the pre-New Year show, the starting rivalry week show. I hate to, like, like, I just can't get over, like, the fact that it's it's Louisville, Kentucky basketball week. You know, typically I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing UofL stuff right now, but typically it's like, you know, you, you're you're flying the flags, you're getting excited for the game, you're, you're talking smack to your UK friends, even when it's, it's a year where you're a decided underdog. And this year, it's just like neither side really wants to talk about the game at all. I mean, UK is in a nothing-to-gain situation. If you even keep this game close, it feels like a massive loss to your arch rival. Louisville, nobody thinks that they're going to be you know, within striking distance of UK. It's just such a weird, bizarre situation. I'm sure that stuff will get ratcheted up as we get closer and closer to the game, but as we kick off uh, this, this week, being back on the air, it's just a... It's not the post-Christmas show's that I'm used to doing. But we've got good football news to get to, namely the fact that Garrick McGee is back. UofL officially announcing today Garrick McGee returning to Louisville to coach the wide receivers with Jeff Brom. They also mentioned or announced officially yesterday that Chris Barclay is coming back to coach the running backs. Chris Barclay, the former male high star who went on to be the ACC's all-time leading rusher at Wake Forest. We knew all this already, but to have the official announcements in, it feels good. Yeah. And I'm fine with a slow trickle of football information because anything that can distract us from this godforsaken men's basketball season is a is a godsend. So just keep on like Do we do we announce something on Saturday morning as because the game's at what noon, right? I think the game is at noon. Yeah. At least we'll have the playoff games, the, the college football playoff games to kind of get over. That's the evening though, isn't it? Yeah, we'll have that to look forward to at night. It'll be something to to do. And UK, again, if you're if you're a true UK fan. You should be focused on football during the day. You shouldn't even be paying attention to basketball. And as I told you yesterday, for those who don't know, I mean, while we may be depressed over basketball, you, me, and our championship fantasy football leagues. We are. That's not enough people are talking about that in my eyes. I mean, Austin Eckler's touchdown last. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't go. It wasn't trending on Twitter how it put me in the, in my championship game. And had he been tackled, I don't know if you were you watching the game. No, like he gets tackled at the one, and like as soon as he gets tackled at the one, I'm like. They're gonna sneak it with her, with her, with Herbert. I know they are. Had they had they done that and he got tackled to one, I would have lost by point five. That would have killed you. I well, I would somebody would have died. It might not have been yeah. me. And I might, I might have, have headed up to Indianapolis and get Brandon Staley before he gets on the plane. But they they ran it into Eckler and I won my game. And uh, hoo ha! Little man's league will never be the same again. Look, 
we've been doing this this league since my senior year of high school with my buddies. This would be the I'm going for my third championship. I'm in my fourth title game. I've never been more proud of a group of guys. This is not the most talented group that I've ever had. We had to win four straight games to end the regular season just to make the playoffs. And then we sneak in powerful performance in the quarterfinals, take out the number one seed in the semifinals. We've got Daniel Jones playing freaking quarterback because Jalen Hurts. Welcome. I mean, you were correct. <clears throat> Probably could have gotten a Gardner, too, though. He had a pretty good game. I didn't even see what he did. I know Brock Purdy was okay, but he wasn't as good as Jones. He put up 22 in our league, but <clears throat> we do a little different scoring maybe than quarterbacks. I don't know. But, I mean, my guys just, we are straight grinders. And now we're going up We're going up against the team that's been the best in the league all year long. We are, I don't know if you do Yahoo where they have, like, the, the projected. We, I'm an ESPN guy, but, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm given a pregame 29% chance of winning. This is the most lopsided title game that we've ever had in this league on paper. But my guys are going to scrap. We are fighters. I couldn't be more proud of a team, and we've still got more to accomplish. It's been an unreal ride. This championship would be the sweetest if we were able to win because this team is not good. We've clawed for everything that we've gotten, and just to be in this position right now is a testament to my guys is, and their heart. It's insane the difference between our teams. And our, because the league I'm in is in our 15th year. Majority of us have been all in the same, and there have been a few ins and outs. And I'm one of the origin, one of the few originals, I guess, of, of the twelve of us. I would say, I guess, there's maybe six or seven originals still, and been there every year. But I'm the only one of the originals not to win the ring. I've never oh, won. Wow. I've lost in three championship games. So this is a big deal. for I've you. I've had the best, and 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 while you're scrapping, my team has been dominant all year. I was like 400 points ahead of the next second best total point score team. My team is loaded. It's a keeper league, so I, I took advantage of having I got Jefferson and Diggs and Devontae Adams, so it's kind of a loaded team. Uh, yeah, it's, and I almost got upset. I mean, when and when Adams and Diggs combined for six points this weekend, and it was I, I thought I was gonna get, I thought it was gonna be another year where I just I'm I'm the better team. I'm I, I should be winning a championship, and I choke in the I'm like the Marty Schottenheimer of fantasy football in this league. So that's where your focus should be this weekend. Not on the Louisville-Kentucky yeah. basketball game. But if you're a U.K. fan, it should be on the bowl game. And if you're a UofL fan, it should be on Trevor and I both playing in the fantasy football title game. Or maybe your own fantasy. Maybe you're in your own title game. No, it's, it's, it should be about us. Just about us. We're the ones with the radio show. They have to listen to us. They're dying to hear more about this fantasy match. you're in Yahoo and I'm in ESPN, we should, if, when we win our championships, we should play each other for the ultimate championship. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that idea. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. If you've got thoughts to fire off this final hour, let them fly. We've talked about the the basketball game generally. We've talked about just the kind of sentiment around the basketball program right now. We talked briefly about the NC State game, which we didn't, you know, it, it feels like it was because of the holiday and because it's, you know, we weren't on Friday or Monday. It feels like ancient history, but there was only so much you can say about a team. They played better than we're used to seeing. They covered the spread for the first time in a loss. It was if not the worst thing in the Friday, world, but it was still a 12-point loss to a average NC State team. If we'd done the show on Friday, I would have been we we would I would have been a lot more positive talking about it. It was more fresh in my mind because, like I said, it, it was probably the best loss we've had all year. And we've talked about oh, it was it, definitely like, the best loss we've had. This you know, year. we 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 learned Kenny Payne clearly listens to the show that too, which is good because he probably should listen to us. I mean, we know what we're talking about, right? No, right? yeah, no, correct. Not, do, not at all. You may not admit it, but I do. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I know nothing. Okay, John Stowe, and then and then yeah, you're right. I mean, we just I don't know. It, we it does. I feel bad. Like it's a game that we actually could have actually talked about positively, despite the loss, and it kind of got lost in the in the weekend. Yeah, I mean, you had 
I think the biggest development, you've had Sidney Curry show signs of life in recent weeks, and he played well again against NC State, had 15 points, uh, 16 points, I should say. Brandon Hatfield, though, double-double, 12-12. and 12. And he's been a guy, I mean, he was... I, I to, I've, I've been liking him since early in the season. I told you, he's got potential, man. I think everybody knows he's got potential, no. but the problem is he turns into a ghost. It, like He played awful against Lipscomb. He was... That that was miserable. I mean, he was the guy that I think people were talking about the most as far as, like, if you're looking to place blame, he was just non-existent. One of six from the field in that game, four points, four rebounds, against a team like Lipscomb where you think he should be dominating, and he was, was not close to dominant. So if you're looking for maybe some reason to believe that Louisville can keep things close against Kentucky, I think you point to maybe the front court coming around a little bit. But again, if you... NC State's a okay team. I I don't know if they're an NCAA tournament team. They're probably going to be on the bubble because it's NC State. It's who they are. It's what they do. If we're talking about celebrating a 12-point loss to them and, and using that as signs of improvement, I don't know if you can go from there to being like, hey, we could play right with Kentucky. A much, much better team in a much more juiced-up environment. I, I Again, we'll talk more about the ins and the outs as we get closer to tip-off, but it's, it's going to be tough to find a path to Louisville keeping this thing close. And I think we all kind of understand that. I did feel so sorry for, I, I felt sorry for the U of L social media team all season long. Cause they, you know, you got to do your job. You, you've got to put out stuff. You got to put out the graphics. You got to put out the videos and you know how the fan base is going to react when the season is going the way that it's going. But yesterday, like they put out the graphic and, and Corey's awesome at what he does. And I saw him on Instagram talking about how much time he'd spent on this graphic. And it's like, you know, rivalry week. And it's got the photo of the players and like, you know, they, they, State of Kentucky cutout is in the background, all this stuff. And I mean, when you put that out, you know what the response is going to be. You know, you know, it's not going to be like any normal year where it's like, hell yeah, beat UK or F UK or we're going to dominate UK. You know, every single response is like, why are we even playing this game? <laughs> like, can we get out of it? And I just feel so bad because these people are, you have to do your job. Like, you've got to work. Like, we can't not come on the radio. Or, or we can't come on as much as we'd like to and just ignore basketball entirely. You have to talk about this. You have we to have do tried. what you're paid to do. We will try, but <laughs> at some point, it's going to come around, and there's only so much. And you know exactly what the response is going to be. You know that like, if, if you're you know, some of these people, UVA fans aren't going to see that graphic and be like, man, someone put a lot of time and thought into that. Props to you. That looks very cool. Every single response is just like, Oh my God, this team sucks. Oh my, it's just you're in a no-win situation. I feel bad for all those people. Just reply back, but you're right. I'm taking the summer off. Or yeah. the, no more days. graphics. No more graphics. No more pregame videos. <laughs> no more anything. We're just gonna act like this season doesn't exist. It can't happen. Hey, speaking of things, real quick, the NC State game. Two other things that I know why Kenny Payne listens to the show. Okay. Uh, he got Mike James not once, twice, but three times on the block in an offensive set. He did. Been begging for that. You're correct. And we got to see Devin Ree. We did get to see Devin Ree. Now, I sneezed and he was out of the game. And I was like, like, I think I saw him in the game. I texted you. And by the time I looked up from texting you, he'd already been taken out. But he was still in. He blocked a shot. I don't think he took a shot, did he? No. He did. He, that was the only thing that he did was block a shot. Yeah, we'll see. We saw we saw pretty much everybody in this game. Payne made a triumphant comeback uh two minutes with no statistics at all a two billion uh performance there two trillion fabio basili only played two minutes uh he had two fouls and uh, a rebound hersey miller knocked down a three that was nice to see he got a, a little bit of run jj trainer played very limited minutes 
Um, and Kamari Land. Kamari Land was the only. Trainer played some limited minutes. I just. I don't. It was weird. Like the only guy that played big minutes off the bench was Kamari. Uh, he played twenty minutes. Jalen yeah. Withers did not do much in this game. Yeah, he, he yeah he he looked early. he looked just kind of lost. It was kind of a regression effort from Jalen. But the biggest problem in this game was Louisville just did not defend the three against one of the best three point shooting well, teams in the country. The offensive rebounding was the the, the fact that two things that really killed him. And this is going to I know and NC State's not the first team I saw this in the, in the game before that, but uh, against what the scrub team I forget it was Lipscomb. Thank you. Where teams are not, they're giving us that token pressure to where normally you would think, okay, it's not a big deal. But we're so bad at ball handling. Or getting into it's our It's literally offense. taking us so, it's it, just, just standing, it's not even, they're not even pressure. I think, I don't even think I should use that word. They're just standing like in our way slightly without trying to guard us. And we're having to throw it the back and forth thing that we keep doing. And yeah, that. That and the offensive rebounding, which is, just makes gives me an ulcer sometimes when I see it. Yeah, I mean, were, were the two things that really killed us. And that, well, and also we had nineteen turnovers to five assists. Well, man, the assisted turnover ratio. The assisted turnover ratio continues to be like unfathomably bad. Like, like you could not. I don't know if you saw that that graph that was going around there, where it was like assisted turnover ratio of power conference teams, power six conference teams. And they had to extend both lines of the axes to include Louisville. We are so far down to the bottom left. And it's like, I'm not good at math. I don't understand much math. I was always bad at it growing up. But if you put if you put one team far off to the bottom left all by themselves, you look at that and you're like, well, I know that's not good. I may not know how to read this graph completely accurately, but I know, I know that that's like, like Cal is – one of the worst power conference teams of all time as well. And they're like semi-close to the giant group of teams in the middle of that graph. We are all off at the bottom by ourselves. It's unbelievable how atrocious our assist-to-turnover numbers are. Like, you, I never thought we'd see a Louisville team be anywhere near the vicinity of this bat. Five assists, 19 turnovers. And this was one of the better games that we've played this season. Let me take a guess, like, what, or how many turnovers we had to how many assists we've had all season. I can't. Well, I know we only had one game where we've had more assists than turnovers. That is true. But and it was against Western. How many turnovers do you think we've had this year? I think we're averaging like 17. So let's take 17 times 11, like 170, 180. I wish. 217. Oh, God. How many assists we've had this year? I don't even. 89. <laughs> no, that, that you undersold. 113. 217 to 113. Yeah, over 100 more turnovers than assists. Unbelievable. That's, that's, and the sad thing is, I thought it was maybe worse. Like I'm not, I'm not that shocked when I hear the number out loud, because I knew how bad it was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So we've once again established that the Louisville basketball team is bad. <laughs> it becomes a recurring theme. Uh, if you've got uh, thoughts, Texas at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Is there? A, I need to distract myself. Is there a bowl game on right now? Can we get on TV? What's what? This is the time of the year where we should have bowl games going on at every hour of every day. I saw Danny Cannell. Tweeting today, I, I know that bowl games are devalued. This is the lamest conversation in the history of sports radio. Which is weird because the, the ratings actually haven't been bad this year. They're always good. That's why there are so many of now, them. Now, here, here's the thing, though, is I was having this discussion with – it was funny because – Hold on, let me, let me, let me finish this. Because Danny Cannelli tweeted out today, bowl game participants should have a minimum of eight wins. And I'm like, no. at this point, like with, with the, the system being so devalued already – 
so watered down. I'm not going to get mad about more football. Like I, I get that players are sitting out. I get that you're not getting the best teams. I get that you're getting like a lot of seven and five Sun Belt teams playing on national TV. But it's December 27th at 1 p.m. I've got football on in the background. I'm gonna take that over not having football. Like who cares? Like it, it, nobody cares about anything besides the playoffs anyway. You're just watching these games to have something on. So why complain about more football? And by the way, it's Memphis State and Utah State right now. What's the score? Uh, 24-3 Memphis Damn State it. is up uh, early third quarter. Classic no, but Memphis like State. the ratings thing, that's the thing I was talking about. It was funny because I was sitting, we were at the family Christmas, and I'm sitting with my uncles and, and, my, and my cousin's husband, and and, we're, and we've got the uh, the Quick Lanes Bowl game on with New Mexico State and whomever. Sure. And uh, they make, my uncle, make one of my uncles make the same reference. He's like, you know, who, how do they still have all these bowl games? Or the other thing. Have you looked at some of the ratings? I mean, they're they're... Overall ratings, they're pulling in close to two million, and a lot of these even lower games. And the thing is, is that the pro, what it is, the ratings is getting over. The overalls are good, but it's all the over fifty and over crowd is where they get most of their numbers. Where the 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 area where most people want is the eighteen to thirty. When should not I pointed out like my cousin and all her kids? She got like six kids. Not one of them is watching the game. All their heads are in their devices, headphones on. Like, well, those kids aren't watching sports. Period. <laughs> yeah, probably not. You're right. You're I mean, right. the the bowl game ratings. Everybody Her is a Lions fan. Everybody always asks, you know, look at the attendance of these games. Look at these teams. Like, how are these making any money? Matter. And it's all about the TV contracts. Yeah. The lowest rated bowl games still do more viewers than all but like three or four college basketball games. At least when we're talking about regular season. Like, you're getting if you have Duke versus I don't know a, a good like Duke Arkansas. Top 10 matchup, top 15 matchup in college basketball. It's going to do worse TV ratings than that quick lane bowl featuring New Mexico State and, and Idaho or somebody. Like, that's just, it's the way it is. Like, if you're wondering why we have so many of these games and, you know, there used to be so many, it used to mean more, it's because people are watching them. And when people are watching them, you're going to have big TV money. And it doesn't matter if they're attended by, I don't know, 700 people in an empty baseball stadium. <laughs> it's still going to do – that, that's where the money is. The attendance doesn't matter when it comes to TV guns. It's all about By the way, TV money. The next game later today, I don't – Coastal Carolina and East Carolina in Birmingham, Alabama. Like, you really – if you're going to put Coastal and East Carolina in a – The battle game, for directional you Carolina. You really couldn't put them in, like, North or South Carolina somewhere? It's almost like having Louisville yeah, Cincinnati play in, in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's at least. <laughs> I mean, they are both at least in North Carolina. Does the winner gain the other Carolina directional geography? I feel like if you win, you should be you should get to be East Coastal Carolina, and the other team just has to be Carolina. <laughs> well, they're, well, they're directional. Well, there's no kind of a lot of directional schools, don't they? Oh, so many. Yeah, North now, Carolina's got more D one schools than any other. They've got more D1 schools though. than any other state in America by a wide margin. Now, that's for basketball, but do they, all, they don't all play football, do they? Well, no, but Division One. I'm saying Division One programs. Because Coastal's in Charlotte pretty much, isn't it? Like right outside Charlotte, I think. I don't know, but given the way that your geography statements have gone and the text line is <laughs> correcting, I'm choosing just not to believe you on this one. <laughs> I, so I'm going to guess no. <laughs> You're probably I've right. got no idea. <laughs> The smart money says don't go with DK. I know it's not in Birmingham. <laughs> now, tonight we've got the the guaranteed rate bowl, ESPN. Guaranteed I, what? I love a good late kickoff. Again, it gives me something to watch is going to bed. Wisconsin-Oklahoma State. Could be kind of fun. Could be kind of interesting. Birmingham Bowl's a ticket smarter. That's, that's irony, right? <laughs> 
So two games tonight should be should be fun. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Oklahoma State fell off the map midway in that yeah. game, man. That, they were one of our hot pickums, and then they finished seven and five. Yeah, they struggled down the stretch for sure. Man. Texas says I'm um, <laughs> I'm psyched for that UK fan that was listening to you fact check you. That was super cool, cat fan. I did appreciate that. That was on the Jordan Watkins touchdown. We were wrong. You're right. But I do like him where he's like, any shot Mike can take at taking a shot at UK. I simply just agreed that I thought he scored a touchdown against Kentucky, like you said. I mean, I, I didn't even remember that they won the game. I didn't even remember that they beat UK, to be honest with you. Of course, Carolina's in South Carolina. <laughs> Once again, figured it was right. It's in Conway, South Carolina. Texas Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Texas says that Jack Plummer news blew my mind. I was literally talking about Jake Plummer last night. I'm pretty sure me and my buddy willed this into existence. Not really. My friend, the uh, the Jack Plummer news is not breaking here. That's been it's been out there for a few days now. And it's, and he's not related to Jake. He is not related to Jake Plummer. Despite when he, I, you know what? I still think he is. There's way too many coincidences. Well, you, one of the themes of the show is you just not believing facts and just choosing to believe so that's fine you do that too when when you disagree with me (laughs) (laughs) jake Plummer is not related to jack Plummer, but if you want to believe he is then who am i to stop i think jake just you know had a little night on the town after celebrating a little rose bowl they just knocked off dallas in the air and in 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 the playoffs there you go got a little little wild and crazy night texture says trev who was it that almost upset you Polevchek, Sir Ronald, Chris, Lauber, Clayton. Uh, that's probably Ross asked me this. It was Ryan. Damn it, Ryan. Could have had it. You could have won for all of us. It was Battle for Briarwood. His grandmother, weirdest thing, I, I didn't know him until I got, he got in this league a few years ago, yet I, his grandmother lives one house down from me. I've known her my whole life. Small world, right? Yeah. So we had we had our battle for Briarwood this this week. That's what it was. Well, you, you, you own Briarwood I now. brought the neighborhood back, baby. Texas, did you see Goodman's bit on giving KP a key to the transfer portal? I will never understand what happened this summer in the portal. I did not see Goodman's bit, but he has he's maintained a consistent take on that. He, he continues to talk about it. But uh, what, he, Goodman's always – I don't understand. Jeff Goodman, is, he's been talking throughout the season about like how he doesn't understand why Kenny Payne did not do more in the transfer portal. But apparently he had a bit going on where he handled handed Kenny Payne – the key to the transfer portal, so we could finally start using it. Um, but I mean, I, how do you not understand how he didn't do it? I mean, I mean, I don't understand how short he didn't time. Do it. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I mean, I guess you can come under, not understand how he didn't get anybody. But to lose out on some of the big name guys, I don't. I mean, with the, the instability stuff hanging over and the short time to be here, I just. Yeah, I I don't think it's un- crazy to understand how he missed on some names. But you just you said at the beginning, like people aren't aren't going crazy about the fact that he missed on just some big just names. All names. They're going crazy about the fact that he didn't do anything. Yeah, you're right. I to get, get this I roster get right. right. I, know, I know. It's not. It was not breaking. I mean, we especially when we. How see- often do we have the guards conversation on the show? Somebody brought it up every single day from the spring through the entire summer. He knew what the roster looks like. And again, like for all the people out there who are, who keep saying. You know, we had all this hanging over us. That was not the conversation that anybody was having in the spring or the summer. And when I say everyone, I include Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne made public comments in May that he saw the roster, he knew there weren't enough guards on it, and that he was going to go out 
and get guys to fix that problem. His exact quote was, I think we're going to be good. I think we can be really good if we go out and get some of these players that we're trying to get right now. He saw the problem. So when the conversation switched from, you know, we're going to get guards, trust in KP, to we're good, the roster's fine, we don't need anybody else, you were just glossing over the fact that the head coach himself was acknowledging that we needed to go get guards. And it wasn't just like, it had been great to have Malachi Smith or Tyrese Hunter or Isaiah Mosley, sure. But you could have gone out and gotten guys the caliber of which that we have gotten in years past who would have significantly helped you. And there's nothing that was holding us back from getting some of those guys. In fact, some of those guys were desperate to play at Louisville, and Louisville said thanks but no thanks. No, you're right. And, and, and I guess my mind goes to your, your Malachi's and your Tracy's because those are the guys that the, the, the NCAA stuff hanging over, I, I think, definitely. And we talked about this when it was in the middle of it happening. Did play a role, but you're right. That it, what's been kind of gotten under my skin a little bit, and maybe lean, maybe lean towards less defensive Kenny and not getting guys. Is has there been a game this year we've played? Sure, against a Power Five team, I'll say that much or Power Six, whatever you want to call it. And, and even not just so far we played, but games we're going to play in the future, and every opponent where you look at the roster and go, they've got one, two, maybe three guys that are brand new to that team from from that are grad transfers or well, transfers. Everybody from. does, yeah. I mean, we just played NC State. Three of their four, three, two of their three top players were, were all brand new on that roster. And when I say everybody, you know who's included in that? Other teams that were in the exact same position yeah. that we were in that could not go out and tell these players definitively, we know we're going to be eligible for the 2023 NCAA tournament. They still got guys, and those guys are helping them, all of those teams, to a team, I mean, be significantly better than we are right some now. Some of them had the same cloud. Some of them just, you can't tell me you looked at, the, at that team and go, oh, that team's going to make the tournament next year. They sucked. There's not an opponent we don't play, including this weekend, that does, does hasn't have doesn't have a new player on the roster to the transfer portal. Yep. I mean, we got Brandon Huntley Hatfield, which was I mean, a guess, nice start. I know. Yeah. And then we got nobody else, especially at the positions where we needed guys the most. Like you can still have faith in Kenny Payne and acknowledge that he should have done a better job building this roster. Like the, I, I don't buy did the transfer portal hurt us with some guys? I mean, did the the NCAA stuff hurt us with some guys in the portal? For sure. Like there's with the top level guys. Exactly. Too. There's no question that that was used against us. Does it excuse us swinging and missing on everybody in the portal? No, it, it doesn't. Because there are guys who were not afraid to tell people around them like they wanted to go play at U of L. U of L said no thanks. We think we're going to get better players. And then they, by the time they realized that they weren't going to get any of the players that they were targeting. The, the portal had dried up. Like, it was a mismanagement. You can call it, I guess, you know, chalk it up to being a new coach who hadn't had this experience before, who hadn't I mean, had to deal in the transfer portal. Portal still did everybody in a way. I mean, in a way, but this is, you know, he, he wasn't, when he was at UK, the portal wasn't what it is now. No. I, I guess that's what you have to chalk it up to, but it was a mismanagement. The roster was poorly constructed. And look, I'm hopeful that Kenny Payne can can fix things moving forward. I'm hopeful that we can get some guys in the portal this year that can make us NCAA tournament good next season. But none of that will change the fact that there's no excuse for Louisville being as bad as they are right now. And it could have it didn't need to be this way. The the NCAA stuff is not a cover all excuse. It doesn't work. Matt McMahon was in an even worse situation going down to LSU. They may not be tournament good. They're way better than we are. And Arizona got guys, Kansas got guys, NC State, who we just played, got guys, Memphis got guys. We're the only program that didn't get guys. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm, I don't think there's an opponent we play the rest of the year that you don't look at the roster and go, 
they're starting at least one transfer guy from the portal. Yeah. I'd be hard. I mean, maybe not, but I mean, I, I guarantee it's going to be you're, you're maybe, maybe found one or two. But I don't think we played anybody this year that's not a Power Six conference that doesn't have it already. Texas says, I have zero intentions of watching the UK game on Saturday or any Louisville basketball game the rest of the year. I'm pretty sure it be, has become bad for my health to watch an entire game, and I'm only 31. Well, you got to watch, man. I'm 42, and I can watch it, and I guarantee my health worse than yours. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching every game. That's, I'm watching it still, yeah. We can be. Two and twenty-eight. I'm watching game thirty-one. Say I'm glutton for punishment all you want, but I am going to watch. And also, I don't believe you that you're not watching. Like the fans, you may turn it off, you but may, you're, you you're may, watching the may, game. Maybe do other things while it's in the background. You're watching. You, you have it. On You've the got that game on. It's the little Kentucky game for God's sake. Texture says now that we don't have NCAA sanctions to worry about, how much do you think KP missing out on these recruits is due to the team's performance this year, and how much is due to KP's comments on NIL? I. I, I can't tell you definitively, either one one way or the other. I know that there was one national recruiting guy who was posting on board saying that there was a particular recruit who was interested in Louisville, who had been who had visited Louisville, who was who had texted him saying he's not coming here because of it doesn't look like Kenny Payne's coaching the right way. It doesn't look like the team is doing well. How much of that is to is affecting recruits? Like you can get recruits after having bad seasons. We've seen it happen before, and especially in this day where NIL is a big deal you should be able to go out and get guys. And if Kenny Payne is this master recruiter that we were sold on him being, it shouldn't matter what this team's record is. Like, you should be able to go out to some five-star kids and say, we, it's a dumpster fire right now, and the problem is the players. Like, we need you now more than ever. You're going to come here. You're going to take as many shots as you want. You're going to have a focal point. This is still Louisville. You're still playing games against Duke. You're still playing games against North Carolina. You're still playing games against Kentucky. You're on national TV in November when you're playing in, in a multi-team tournament. Like you still have a spotlight on you in this program, and you can help be part of the of the the team that gets this thing back on track. We can get you to the NBA. Look at what I did with my guys at UK. Come here, be a part of this, rebuild with us. We're going to be better. Join like, like that should be the message, and it should work if he is the recruiter that he's been talked about. How much is the NIL stuff affecting this? I can't speak on that, but it sure seems to not be helping. Like, there's no question about that. When you've got, I mean, Elliot Cadeau, the kid who's going to announce his his college choice tomorrow, when you've got Syracuse people openly talking about one of their collectives or one of their boosters offering him a million dollars for every year that he goes and plays there, and then you're juxtaposing that with Kenny Payne coming out, and whether his messaging has been perceived accurately or not, the the view on his stance right now is I don't want to use NIL to get recruits. I want players to use to get NIL once they become a part of the system. It's going to be hard to get kids when that, you know, one side is saying you can get stuff after you come here and earn it. And the other side is saying, we don't give a damn what you do after you get here. You're still getting a million dollars. If you come and play for us, all you have to do is sign on the dotted line. Like that's. I mean, earn it's kind of the key word there. Cause I mean, isn't that kind of a chicken and egg thing where you, you don't get nil unless you come here, but all you gotta do is sign and you get the nil, right? Yeah, right. Like, like he wants to earn it, which, which by the way, I'm like, I think there's a lot of nil money going out this year so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. All I know is you just, you made a statement that maybe start got the eclipse into my heart song stuck in my head. <laughs> I really need you tonight. I need you more than ever. <laughs> I'm bleeping need you now tonight. <laughs> Texas, I can't take any more basketball talks, so pick one. Chipotle, Qdoba, Salsaritas. Salsaritas all day, every day, twice on Sundays. 
They are a sponsor. They are, yeah. And who was the other one? Well, I've never had Chipotle. You've never had Chipotle? No, I guess just because. Chipotle is how I like, got introduced to the burrito game. No, no, mine was. Uh, uh, Kidoba. Kidoba, but I won't eat Kidoba now because of food poisoning. So. Ooh. Yeah, you, we all know. The, so you have an obvious answer. I mean, if you didn't know I had food poisoning and then you weren't on the Gene Snyder that weekend. Oh, that was. Uh, yeah, that was. That was yeah, oh, I, did. I don't think I ever did reveal that, did I? I don't think you did. Just now, sorry. Yeah, it's been revealed a year <laughs> in the making. Texas says Little Rick's Lobos are killing it, ranked 22. They are. They're undefeated. One of uh, three undefeated teams in college basketball. They, I thought he would have success there. I tweeted it out. People were like, why, why do you think he's going to have success? I'm like, Richard was in a weird situation at Minnesota. Like, I still, is it a fraudulent 12-0? and Yeah, like, they haven't really beaten anybody of note. But still to be 12-0 and at a place like New Mexico that hasn't had much success in recent years is an accomplishment. They're nationally ranked for the first time since 2014. He's doing a hell of a job. He's, he's a good coach. Uh, beat his dad a couple weeks ago. That was fun to watch that. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I know he did as well. And we'll see how they do in Mountain West play. But he's doing a good job down there. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we can wrap up the show. 502-414-1450. More thoughts from you on the Thornton's text line. And we will uh, we'll pick Trevor's brain and see what else he can say that uh, is not technically a word before we get to the end of the show. Blasphemy. That's a, word. <laughs> That's a good word. Well done. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Final segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. It's hard to remember, you know, when you have a couple of days off and it's over the holiday weekend, it's kind of hard to remember what has transpired since the last time you've been on the radio. So I'm, I'm always going back and looking at the news from the past, like, three, four days. And so we did not get a chance to mention this yet, but it did happen since the last time we've done a show. Louisville linebacker Monty Montgomery and wide receiver Braden Smith have both received – uh, approval of their medical hardship waivers. So one more year for both those guys. That's a, a big-time get. Obviously, Monty Montgomery plays a position. We thought we were going to lose him. We know we're losing Yasir Abdullah uh, and Momo Sonogo. They both have officially declared for the draft. Uh, Braden Smith played really well in the bowl game. I think came on late in the season when he had more opportunities because some guys I got hurt. want to see him healthy one year, man. Yeah, I mean— he, really, He's well, never had been able to really stay healthy really well. Well, he was healthy this year. Yeah, but it didn't count because, you know, we didn't have Jeff Brom. Oh, okay. <laughs> but getting both those guys back definitely help at two positions of need. So that was good news to get over the weekend. It kind of feels like you're getting, you know, a solid big-time transfer out of the portal just because you I, – I certainly did not think Monty was going to be able to come back, but Braden I knew had a shot. But to get them both back was – it's a very, very nice boost for 2023. Um, also, I'm just looking at – the chart just came up that I was talking about earlier with us assist to turnover versus offensive rating with us just being, they had to extend both axes just to include us in the chart. And now I can't, 
I can't, I can't unsee it. Uh, we knew that this was going to happen as well, but late on uh, December 23rd, so we were not on the air for that, Louisville gets a, an official signing from Marquise Groves Killebrew, who's joining the, uh, the the program to transfer from Texas A&M. In relation to Harmon? Sure. Sure. Why? Come on, come on. You see Killebrew, you your name not it's what, it's what you think, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Okay. But he did not play much over the past season, just had uh, 21 snaps, it looks like, over three games but will still add uh, experience and depth to the UVL roster. Nice nice addition, continue, Louisville continuing to feast in the transfer portal. Killebrew will help the secondary, another position group that's going to be losing a lot from this past season and the success that they had. Five you're o- secondary guy. You're nice. You got the kill in your last name. That's just awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just saying that. I'm not saying you got to go like Darwin James did to that poor Colts wide receiver last night, but I mean – you know, ESPN's up, updated FPI, by the way, has Louisville at number 21. Top 25 football team already. Jeff Brahm effect. The, the Brahm effect. <laughs> he hasn't even coached the game. I was telling, I was telling uh, somebody that sounds like we should get like the, remember the old Gat Patino shirts? We should get Gat Brahm shirts because we do. Yeah, but that was more of a dig at Kentucky. Oh, it's going to be a dig when he starts beating them. Well, okay. I thought it was more of off the milk thing. No, it was like we had. They had the the shirts had the the low, the state of Kentucky and it had like an X in Lexington and then a star in Louisville. Like he's not there anymore. And it, but it had the gap. But it had the question mark. Yeah, yeah. But it was more off the success of Got Milk. Well, yeah, it? but that, that, but it was still like a thing where it was like we've got him and you don't. I remember asking because I was working at Carver Heroes when when those shirts were at like their peak and Smack Apparel, who's made them. I've bought many of things from Smack Apparel, mm-hmm. uh, including my favorite. You know, the only thing I hate more in a Kentucky. Fan is the Kentucky basketball. Is uh, I, I'm asking the rep one time. I was like, "How do y'all like? How do you get away with Patino, the Patino name and stuff?" And he just told me, "As long as you lowercase it, it's not a name; it's just a word." Oh, I didn't. I never knew that. But it, they are it, the whole thing was all lowercase. Yeah, and that's what they would do. So, like, if we have to give Gat Brown, we just got a lowercase to be. Wow, no, I did, that's brilliant. Yeah, I thought so too. That was like a great loophole. I've mentioned before, I wore that shirt in the UK student section oh, for the UK U of L football game in two thousand and. I had very dumb thing to do. I had the red version. I had the red and black one, and because of course I would get working there. And my favorite one is I had multiple of the red, and one of them is signed by Tayshawn Prince. Nice. Still have that shirt because he just was. He's a total Richard. Tayshawn Prince was. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot you hate him. Yeah, yeah, he's a tool. We've got a Plumley Bro text here. Plumley Bro. Obviously, this is for KRC. He's seven to nine. He's not teaching the kids right now. He's out. He's on. He's on Christmas vacation stuff. I think right. On winter break, right? I've got. I mean, I don't know who this person is, Trevor. Why do you act like I? Well, I know the Plumleys. They're. they're I know you do. I don't. So (laughs) I'm informing you. Listen, learn. You said, aren't they still? He's on. He's not on break. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've got no idea what Plumley Bro is up to. Plumley Bro says TJ. Matt brought up your tweet on KSR about the Stoops and Cal debate in case you wanted to take a listen. It seems like you and Matt have this small divide even after he provided you with a gig at KSR. I remember about a year ago or so when you called him out on Twitter and you all went back and forth, was just surprised by it all. Dissension in the Kentucky ranks. That's what that says to me. He did offer like he like threw him a bone. Like he actually he should like be Matt's buddy just because he Matt gave like a two week gig. Yeah, come on. Come on, Plumby Bro One. I mean, the best the part. The teacher. Honestly, the best part about that that short that short stint gig at KSR was that when he left, and Matt made the reference of saying he's going to be a realtor, and that's now been the running joke ever since. Is that he's a realtor? 
Because he's he uh, he's an appraiser. Appraiser. How, that's what. Yeah. But, but Jones, when when Matt like gave the statement, I guess or tweet out that he was leaving, he was like, he's gone. He's leaving us to sell houses. <laughs> so <I> just began. <laughs> he's having a lot of success. I mean, he made the right choice. Joke about it. Yeah. He made the right choice to go into realty. Uh, most most people have pointed out. I missed this in the first hour. I kept calling Curtis Williams, Justin Williams, the U of L, uh, this the commit besides Caleb Glenn. I guess signee now that's coming in for next season. Uh, Taylor says it's so bad that Mike can't remember it's Curtis Williams, not Justin Williams. I'm sorry. I was just saying I should know that because Curtis Williams is also the name of Booger. What? The guy that played Booger in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I think his name is Curtis Williams in real life. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's I like how that's how you remember things. I don't I don't know. Texas says I want this to work so badly. Oh, it's Curtis Armstrong. Okay. Close, so close. Close enough. Texas, I want this to work so badly, but the only thing we asked was to see effort, and we haven't shown that or at least shown it consistently. Then we expected a recruiter to top tier, but as the world turns, it's becoming more apparent that getting these kids on campus has become more of a waste of money and resources. People are celebrating morale victories uh, of kids having us in the top four. That's not where UofL fans' mindset should be. At this point, I want to ask the coaching staff, what is it that you say you do here? I'm sorry for the long text, but I wasn't able to air my grievances during Festivus. I will say this about that text. Being in the top four of any recruit has always been and always will be like celebrated by UofL and UK and everyone else. Most most fan bases get all excited when they land in the what? top four of recruit. They just expect to land. Do you think UK fans get excited when they're in the top four of a top five of prospect? That yeah, does, see, that doesn't I'm bragging commit. about it on Twitter all the time when they get. No, 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 but listen. he's talking about kids that don't commit to us. No, I'm. And, I, and again, I'm just saying. I'm saying we do celebrate it. It's just the fact we're not getting any of them in the end now. But when they still when a recruit puts you in your top four, UofL's fan base loses their mind. So well, yeah, saying. but he, he's he's talking about when when kids have us in the top four and then commit to somewhere else. Well, fans end. are still talking about how we were a finalist for that kid and celebrating it, um, which I don't. I thought happens. he was talking about in the moment, though, of being with No, him. in the moment, it's cool to be. I mean, yeah, because you have a chance to land the kid. I think he's talking about, you know, when when Elliot Cadeau picks a different school tomorrow, some fans are going to be like, well, well, at least we were in the top six. Well, no, no, that And that's sucks, yeah. that's silly. That's not, no. It's like being like, she didn't sleep with me, but she gave me a wink on the way out the door. Exactly, yeah. Like, like yeah, she, <laughs> one time she touched my hand. and She might be thinking about me tonight, at least. She may have gone home with my best friend, but we talked for like five minutes. Yeah, I'm the one, I'm the one that introduced her. <laughs> Texas, in no particular order, my nominations for the Card Chronicle Most Cool Person of 2022. One, Luke Fickle for accepting the Wisconsin job. Two, Scott Stee. Three, Jeff Brom. I mean, we're we're we going down the 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 rabbit hole of, of Luke Fickle thing and not like put the AD for what what, what Wisconsin on there too. They're all I love how I, <laughs> every person that's involved in Jeff Brom. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, where where do you draw the line, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's the coach that got fired? I mean, who beat Wisconsin? That like made it so, so they yeah, were going to fire their coach. Yeah. He's in there. Throw him in there. Who was the coach for Fickle? Who was the guy that got fired? Um, it was, uh, oh God! I'm drawing a blank on. I'm this. too. It's bad. I was hoping, I, I don't say Bert Bellamy or Backrack. Brett Bielema is in Illinois. He just got a new contract. Yeah, but he Paul that, Christ. Paul, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, who was the what was the loss that like, got them Bellamy fired? Or, it, it was October. He got fired early in the season. Uh, it was like week three or four of the season. Yeah, because they started out like oh like one in three or something, didn't they? They lost to Ohio State by thirty one. And then 17-14 to Washington State, which is bad. But the, the game that got him fired was a 34-10 to loss to Illinois. 
that was coached by. So Bielema, yeah. he's in there. Nice. Person of the year. He's a candidate. <laughs> text yourself. Oh, this is another KRC text. KRC. KRC. Come on, people. Nick, I love you, buddy. Uh-oh. But your former ex-boss's radio show's fans are a low-level cult. Wow. TJ can't even simply tweet what they're talking about without uh, without them attacking him. Need Cal to invite Matt over for a hot tube. <laughs> hot tube? I don't think I can read this. Do you mean hot tub? I, I think so, but if it's not, then I think it's something vulgar. If I, if I, if I type in hot tube on Urban Dictionary, am I going to be really scared? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm I'm choosing no. I wouldn't do it. I didn't realize there was this much dissension on rivalry. Maybe we are going to beat them on Saturday. The, the the fan media is at each other's throats. We got KRC KSR beef. Man, it's all. I'm gonna have to listen to KRC this week. Damn, man, I didn't realize there's that much beef right now. I mean, you got to talk about something besides the game, I guess. Texture says CC person of the year Zan Payne. Texture says. CC person of the year is Scott's D. Without it, he wouldn't have been attractive enough for Cincinnati to invite him to come when it opened up. Okay, that was that was a little bit too graphic. I, I read it and then I I realized what I was saying. Oh, I was googling hot tube to see if it was a word. <laughs> Please stop. For the for the record, it is not a dictionary. It, it doesn't it doesn't come up anything bad. Texas says the Jeff Goodman bit was that he said he was giving Kenny Payne. Uh, as a Christmas gift, the password to the portal because they clearly didn't have it last year. I mean, I could sound see. I mean, listen, it's a it's a it's a B minus joke at best. Yeah, but are you like mad at him for making the joke? Oh no, he was saying, did you? He, he the texture was just asking you if we saw it. Yeah, but I mean, as a little fan, do you have, can can you be mad at him for making the joke? If you're a fan that's gonna be mad about everything, then you're mad about that. But it's I mean, not kind of hard to be mad at this. I mean, you think, yeah. but it's 2022. We can get mad about the simplest thing. I'm furious. <laughs> yeah, tolerance isn't exactly the most uh, appreciated thing in these days. I hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> Texas, I have not watched a game since early December. I refuse to raise my blood pressure, and I'm a season ticket holder. I can even I can't even give away my tickets. Well, you, you, first of all, you can. I'm not. <laughs> give them to us. We'll hand them out on the show. I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million plus one. I'm never going to tell anybody how to fan. I'm never going to judge anybody. Like I'm. One of those fans that it doesn't matter how bad it, I, I'm going to watch every game. I'm going to yeah. watch every football game. I'm going to watch every basketball game. It's just I can't. I can't not. And if if you choose to handle something like this again, we've never dealt with anything like this before. We've never dealt with a season that has been this bad through 13 games. So yeah. this is uncharted territory for all of us. And if you're choosing to handle this by just checking out completely and not watching games, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you that's not what you should do. I'm not going to blame you. It's just. <laughs> None of us really know how to navigate through this. Like, I'm not going to do that, but if you want to, then, then so be it. Like, I'm not saying you're less of a fan or anything like that. It's just this is all – there's no right way to handle it. I mean, didn't the 18 football season help us a little bit maybe? At least it was shorter. Yeah. And, and, and we were already kind of prepared for the 18 football season like in Crack Drops last year too. We also – I mean, we had – that, that was usually the record speed is like 56 to 6, right? Was it Crackdrop last year? Or was that his second to last year? That was the, his last year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh no, that was like I think that was the first football game I ever turned off early. I remember I was Mary was making some like weird Christmas decoration, and like I was like, "I'll help you with that." It was I was like putting like yeah like sugar plums onto tacks or something like that. Like the entire second half of the game, just like halfway watching, it was just so bad. 
but this is, I mean, Your popular Christmas decoration. Yeah, no, I don't even remember what it was. Plums on I think it was like gumdrops on on uh, toothpicks. Actually, <laughs> it was making like a, a gumdrop tree for some kids or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's how much I was into the game. And every time I looked up, Ryan Teal was throwing another touchdown pass. Mike Teal. Mike Teal. Yeah. Man. God, it was so bad. But this, I mean, also like comparing football to basketball is different. Like we've we've had, like last season was the worst season any of us have ever experienced. I remember after we lost that game to Virginia in the AC tournament by one point, I tweeted out, I came on the radio show and said the same thing. Like, let's all just pray that this is, we never have to go through anything like this ever again, that this is the lot. This is as bad as it ever gets. This is the worst season that any of us have ever experienced. And it's the worst season that any of us will experience. Not knowing that like nine months later, Half of that statement was only true. <laughs> we'd be like that team would have kicked the absolute crap out of this team. It's, it's, We've never, I mean, again, it's a program that has played basketball for over 100 years, 110 seasons. They've lost 20 games exactly once. Never more than that. This is a, a team that, unless something dramatically changes and we go like 500 in ACC play, is going to set a program record for losses. And the fact that we know that, staring down like the second half, of the, we're not even halfway through the season. It makes it tough. And I, I think that everybody is kind of handling it in their own way and just hoping that things are going to get better. Maybe not this year, but at some point in the future. And it's a look. I mean, there's only so many ways you can say it. it's a tough time. It's a it's a very tough time for everybody who cares about this program. Texture says, speaking of Tayshawn, Trevor, how did that block taste? Goldton, <laughs> cheating Goldton and bastard is what he is. Don't uh, get me started. Don't get me. I was so angry. Oh my. I can tell you still are. I went to I went to every one of those Pacer games his last year because I was determined that I, I I was determined to be in the arena his last game and I was. All right, which game do you want to pick tonight? The uh, the the Carolina Bowl or the Wisconsin Oklahoma State game? I'll let you choose. I kind of want to go. I don't. Can we just both? Okay, sure. Uh, ESPN six forty five tonight. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, the battle for directional Carolina. ECU is a seven point favorite. Who you got? You get. Um. I'm going ECU. I mean, Coastal Carolina is on a, just. You love Coastal. You love Grace McCall. I like no, he's Coastal. Not playing. I do, but he's not playing. And they're, they're, they have a new coach. I don't know who's coaching the team because the coach left and went to Liberty, which weird move, I still think. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go East Carolina on this one. Give me Coastal. Why not? All right. Upset. This doesn't count in our pick. I'm about no. Uh, the guaranteed rate bowl, Oklahoma State versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That game tip, uh, kicking off at 10-15 in Phoenix. I was going to ask you if you knew where it was. It's in Chase Field. It is. Another baseball one. Uh, Oklahoma State. Cowboys have been burning us late. Uh, no, no, they, they burned me back. Give me Wisconsin. They got the uh, – uh, look, their, their part person of the year nominee – Got to go with him. Got to roll with the Badgers. Now, is Fickle is Fick coaching this game, or is uh, he's not? What's his name, coach? I think it's one of the assistants, Barry Alvarez. Barry, Barry Alvarez <laughs> is back. I'm assuming Barry Alvarez is coaching until I'm told otherwise. It's who he is. It's what I he does. He was. All right, we got to get out of here. Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow at three. Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider are up next. Well, high school's coming up tonight. High school, seven o'clock. Matt there Dennison. You go. Right. Keep it locked right here for whatever's next, and then Matt Dennison with high school basketball. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three. It's like a mystery. Oh,